I don't want to see an ordinary film. I want to see something extraordinary. Your sacrifice completes my sanctuary of 1,000 testicles. You ever feel as if your mind had started to erode? Let's rock indeed. Welcome to 1,000 Wives of Weird, a podcast about everything weird, mostly movies. I'm Brad Hefner, and with me as always is my co-host... Billy Martell. And once again, we have a very special guest, star of the stage. Uh, <laughs> rowing equipment extraordinaire. Oh my God. Uh, streak almost in broke, unbroken. <laughs> Wife, mother, and as I said last time, what more does a woman need to be? Mm. <laughs> It's Spring Moore. Hello. Ooh, applause. And once again, Spring has brought one of her favorite movies to, with, to us today. Uh, Let It Ride, a 1989 movie starring Richard Dreyfuss. To put the plot very basically, uh, Richard Dreyfuss's character, Jay Trotter, gets a hot tip on a horse and has a very good day at the track. And that's about all that happens. That's true. Yes. Now... We like to, because we feel that movies are best experienced, knowing as little about them as possible, we like to give a recommendation before we go into the movie, so people know whether it's worth checking out or if they can just listen. Spring, obviously you love this movie. I do. Do you want to say a little, a few words about why you love it? I love this movie because of its sheer joyful quality. Mm-hmm. A movie about gambling you would think would have some heavy moments Mm -hmm. or some sense of morality they're trying to impose or consequence, Uh, but it's really quite the opposite. It is. He Mm -hmm. is rewarded (laughs) repeatedly (laughs) for his vice, and even the other people who also struggle with gambling in the end are all rooting for him as well. Exactly. And it's, it's so happy. And how can you not love Robbie Coltrane? Robbie Coltrane is great. Robbie in Coltrane this. is uh, always good. Always good. Billy is the coolest of all of us on this movie. He did not dislike it. Yeah. But we're going to save his negative Nancyism sure. for last. <laughs> I get it. Uh, I'm with you. Uh, my favorite movie of last year was a movie called Another Round, starring Mads Mikkelsen, a Danish film, about four middle-aged men who decide to maintain, like, a, what is it, a point oh five, point oh three. I think point oh three. Five sounds right. Blood alcohol level. They mm-hmm. drink all during the day. They're school teachers. And it's just a movie about how sometimes you have fun drinking. Most drinking movies are about, like, leaving Las Vegas, where it's like, drinking will kill you. Mm-hmm. And it's like that. This is a movie where it's just, uh, I don't know if you care if we talk about it. We went to the horse track. Yes, we did. And we had a blast. Yes, we did. You have, you can have fun gambling. It is not always the worst thing in the world. Absolutely. And it's nice when movies recognize and celebrate that. Yes. Now, Billy. Yes. Uh, what did you think of Let It Ride? Would you recommend it to people? Uh, I hear. Hmm. If you are a fan of any of the actors in this movie, then yes. I think that the best thing about the movie for me personally was the cast. I think that they all gave 100% and uh, made material that didn't really work for me, I'll be honest, work way better than it could have. Especially Richard Dreyfus, I think, absolutely makes the movie. He's a joke. Uh, He's so good. His mustache acting in particular is I love great. It. He's, he, <laughs> he knows how to make that mustache droop when he's feeling bad and, yes. and yes. like and like have a rakish angle when he's feeling confident. He's he's got that mustache acting it's down. True. It's an art. It's an art. 
but I, I, in general, I, I couldn't get quite into the vibe of this one. Uh, unfortunately, the the, I, I understand like it's just supposed to be sort of like a general sort of like popcorn happy thing, and yeah. I, I'm very happy that that you guys enjoyed that. I kept looking for some kind, some kind, some kind of arc, and there didn't seem to be one other than in one scene. Richard Dreyfus is the worst person in the world, and then suddenly in the next scene he is a much nicer person. And I was like, okay, okay, but it just it didn't it didn't work for me. Okay. So I I don't I really hate to be the negative Nancy as you put it. I I don't want to be a jerk, uh, and I hate telling people to their faces. I now have to spring <laughs> no, okay. that I didn't like their favorite movie. But it's not her uh, favorite. Yeah. well, one of your favorites. Sure, it's fun. Like, but uh, it's uh, so I don't like being in that position. But it, to be perfectly honest, it just wasn't for me. It's fine. This might for you mm -hmm. be a movie like A Christmas Story for me, where I hate it. <laughs> But when people quote a Christmas story, I'm like, oh, that's funny. That's yeah. Funny. Maybe as we talk about it, you'll think of it more fondly. Maybe it is, works better off the. Uh, it has happened for you. before. Almost every movie I've been lukewarm on, the more we talked about it on the show, like Tracks, I was only okay. And then we talked about it for two hours, and it was the funniest movie I'd ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Tracks, Tracks is much better remembered than watched. Uh, <laughs> this is that's an accurate statement. Except absolutely. for. Except for the part where he tries a Little League team to with a car. Okay, Tracks yeah. is, a mo is one of the few movies starring Shadow Stevens. Oh, my. <laughs> he is an ex-mercenary who goes into cookie making. Mm -hmm. and it was our first episode. Yeah. It's a pretty it's a pretty wild ride. Oh, my God. I don't even know how to respond <laughs> to that juxtaposition. Of yeah. yeah. Uh, Co-starring Priscilla Barnes, uh, Three's Company replacement. <laughs> I... Wow. Yeah. That's why we covered it. Uh, yeah, I don't even know. Wow. Let's get into Let It Ride. This is directed by Joe Pitka, mm -hmm. who also directed Space Jam, yes. which is insane. About seven years apart, do you, Spring, yes. see the blueprint for Space Jam <laughs> in Let It Ride? When I watched it again this morning, I was looking for some sort of mm -hmm. calling card. I don't <laughs> Oh, no, um, no, not really it's, at it's, all. Other than the super general vibe of mm -hmm. happy, yeah. victorious people coming together and rooting, positivity, and, yeah, sports, yeah, sports. yeah it's so loose. I, um, there. I will say, and I'll bring this up later. Richard Dreyfus is essentially Daffy Duck in this movie. Oh, absolutely. No, that's that's exact. I, I wrote down in my notes between this movie. And what about Bob? Bob? He is essentially like the real life Daffy or Donald Duck. Either yeah. one of them, really. With his just sort of cartoon manic anger. Yes. Uh, the, the Another thing about the director, I looked him up. He has the record for the most nominations for Best Director of Commercials by the Directors Guild of America. Uh, most of his work has been with Pepsi and or Michael Jackson, uh, which makes sense to me. Because Space Jam was originally conceived as a gigantic commercial. Sure. Yes. And this movie has so many needle drops 
throughout the film. They're not distracting or obnoxious, but there's just a lot of editing to previously recorded music, which seems like a very commercial director thing to do. There are three songs in this movie. Repeated over and over and over again. But I love the way that the song, the main song, Mm -hmm. changes in the mood in which it's presented. When it's sort of slower and when it's almost... Like mm-hmm. a, almost like a carousel, like, like a, a light motif. Yes, a yeah. light motif of the movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, this is not me criticizing the film. This is just me. You're looking for sure. some sort of sure thing that the, that sort of singled this director out. And I was looking through, and there are a lot of moments where, you know, there he there's just suddenly cut to an old woman having an over the top reaction in the corner of the of the uh, the equestrian club gotcha. and stuff like that. It just seemed very sort of. Would you like to have some Grey Poupon sort of? Uh, style of filmmaking. Gotcha. Do you think this movie would be better with Charles Barkley? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't every movie better with Charles? <laughs> I want. I don't want him as like loony or anything. I think he'd be good no. as a jockey. No, like I just. I, uh, I don't want him. He should to... ride Faith Healer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that the that any of the cast should be replaced, but I do think that Charles Barkley should be in the movie just as Charles Barkley. <laughs> like they go to the equestrian club and yeah, he's he like, "Oh my god, so many yeah. rich people are here." Charles Barkley, and he just cuts to him, and he's in full basketball gears, like, "Hey!" And it cuts back. <laughs> yeah, no, that would work. They great. pay him a million dollars, and that's the only scene he has. And also, Joe Pitka, Pittsburgh native. Also, Joe Pitka looks exactly like Michael Worker from the James Gunn Suicide Squad movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is based on a novel called "Good Vibes" mm-hmm. by Jay Cronley, who also wrote "Quick Change," the Bill Murray, Randy Quaid. We're going to dress up like clowns and rob a bank. Oh, that movie. Yeah. That movie. It rang a bell. But I and Funny Farm, the Chevy Chase movie. I saw oh. that movie in the theater. Did you? Well, yes. It's an okay movie. It's okay. <laughs> Even as a child, I identified it as, no, this is, okay. This is the so, absolute stone face you had there. It's okay. We begin with mm-hmm. the song Fugue for Ten Horns from the Guys and, Doll, Guys and Dolls musical, mm-hmm. which was not only the first play I was in, but the first musical. So that it takes me back. It takes me back to a simpler time. That musical makes me happy. It's a good musical. It's it's a little dated, but it's very good. Well, it's set in like the thirties. So one, <laughs> one of the horses in the first race is named Guys and Dolls. Oh, is he? Is he? Yeah. I completely missed that I somehow. I just made that connection. Oh my god! And this is a great choice, not just because the song is about betting on horses, but because all of these characters feel like Damon Runyon characters. Like they're all they're all horse uh, betters. Like, yes. We see Jay Trotter and his wife Pam at a Chinese restaurant. Jay is played by Richard Dreyfus, who most people know from the intro of Piranha 3D and Kippendorf's Tribe. Yes, everyone and knows I him from Kippendorf's Tribe. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but uh, he was in Jaws, he was in What About Bob, as we mm-hmm, mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantastic actor. Trotter's name is a reference to the kind of horses used in harness racing, which yes. is what Spring and I saw. Yes. Mm-hmm. And not what we see in this, which is jockeys on backs, harness racing, they have a little cart behind them. Pam is played by Terry Garr, Mm -hmm. who is in Young Frankenstein, Close Encounters with Richard Dreyfuss, and she's been in a ton of things. Both of them have. They're fantastic. Absolutely. Pam and Trotter are making promises to each other about how they'll improve their behavior. They're Mm -hmm. trying to patch up their relationship, and they make a plan to have a romantic encounter the next day. Mm -hmm. One of Jay's promises is that he won't gamble so much. Yeah, the lists that they both give set up the conflicts of the story. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Trotter says God hates him and he just wants one day. Trotter gets a fortune that says sometimes you can be walking around lucky and not even know it. And Spring, I want you to describe what happens next because 
This seems to be one of your favorite scenes in movie history. <laughs> I love it so much. I love it so much. I probably watch it once every two months. Because this would happen. I feel like the argument that ensues in the Chinese restaurant could totally happen. It is 100% believable to me mm-hmm. because it is one of these inane things that everybody does have an opinion about. And there are sure. super strange things that you feel very passionately about yes. their sheer superstition or whatever, right. but these are deeply held beliefs that you have. We've had a multiple day argument about what is the top of a cracker. <laughs> yeah. Just just for the for the listening audience, what the argument they're having is is about the the mystical rules that govern fortune cookies. Right. So they get their fortunes and then she touches another one and mm-hmm. tries to give it to him. Mm-hmm. And he says, no, I'll just take the other one. And she says, well, just take this one. And he says, I, I can't. You touched it. You right. touched it. That changes it. <laughs> and she's very upset because she thinks he's being ridiculous. Because it mm-hmm. is a ridiculous... Like these sort of beliefs, this is a ridiculous thing. Right. And he is exasperated that she does not know this about fortune cookies. So he <laughs> then turns to the stranger at the next table, which is something I feel I would do. <laughs> In this kind of situation, I will, like, I have polled my students before on things like, which side do you put the peanut butter on on a Ritz? Like, I, sometimes you just need to know that you are validated in your crazy belief. And he agrees with Trotter, and so he feels completely vindicated, but then all of the other tables get involved, and they are all just as passionate about their beliefs about the fortune cookies. And she doesn't know what's happened. She says, who is this guy? Who is he? Why does he ask him? Why does he care what he thinks? And everyone's mm-hmm. just going crazy. And I had heard the one where this person says, no, you have to eat it. You got to eat it. it you only, the fortune only comes true if you eat the cookie. That one I have definitely heard. Yeah. But it, it just becomes chaos yeah. because everyone has a deeply held belief. No, this this scene was so good. About it was fortune so cookies. so freaking funny. It's a great way to open a movie. It's wonderful. It tells us a lot about Trotter. Yes. Mm-hmm. Trotter doesn't just like Trotter has strong feelings. Yes. Um, <laughs> as him. as does Pam. Yes. yes. Do you guys have any deeply held beliefs about fortune cookies? I was raised Baptist, so we were taught that you just eat them and ignore the paper. Any sort of (laughs) prognostication is just the devil's work. Uh, Well, not necessarily the devil's work, just fake. The devil's in heck at a typewriter, typing up all these (laughs) fortunes. You can say hell. (laughs) No, I think it's way funnier if we say Uh, heck. Okay, please. It's like it's just driving by the signpost. Oh, man, we're we're going to heck. (laughs) Heck, Michigan. Heck. (laughs) What about you, Spring? Any deeply held beliefs about fortune cookies? Not really. For a while, I experimented with the only touching one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Did that not work out in your household? Well, then you have children, and... They want one, and they you have, have to, to open it, and you have and, to yeah. open it for them, and so I'm touching it. So. Right. You don't want yeah. to deprive them of their fortune. Right, so I had right. to let go of that. I also experimented with the, I will eat this, I want this fortune, so I will eat this cookie, and that will help it along. But I don't <laughs> like the cookies at all. They're terrible. You know, they're they're really bad. Them. My five-year-old loves them. He he will eat everyone else's cookie. It's I feel like disgusting. they taste different when you're little, because I remember loving them when I was little, and now they're just the most bland, they're nothing terrible. thing. It's, they're awful. I don't know what the opposite of a sugar cone is. That's, <laughs> that's what it is. What it is. No, that's a good point. The uh, Capitalism is ruining so many things. If you, if you 
the last time I ordered Chinese food. On. Well, yeah, I just I want to really... scare her. I want to scare her. When we we get we get we got Chinese food uh, the other day, and I opened up a fortune cookie. On the one side there was the fortune. On the other side, where it has like a, a Japanese word of the day or, or Chinese word of the day, it was just a straight up advertisement for some uh, for like a car or oh. something oh, like that. Oh no, it was that so... cheapens it. <laughs> <laughs> it cheapens the magic, damn it. It does. Yeah. This is Ancient mysticism. <laughs> ancient cookie, cookie magic. Ancient Chinese secret, huh? Who doesn't live their life based on the baked goods that they... Next we see a cab driven by Trotter's friend Looney. Mm-hmm. Looney likes to record people in his cab, mostly for perverted reason. Looney is played by David Johansson. Mm-hmm. Johansson was a member of the incredibly influential proto-punk band, the New York Dolls. Nice. Uh, he also had a huge hit as Buster Poindexter mm-hmm. with Hot, Hot, Hot. He was in... Scrooged as the Ghost of Christmas Present. Yes. Mm-hmm. And a few other movies. He was in an episode of Pete and Pete as a cop. Uh, he's fantastic in this movie. Oh my God. I yes. love his rasp. I love Trotta. Yeah. He's got the voice of Harvey Firestein, is what he, he has. He does. Like he's, so Trotta, I'm going to get back at you one of these days. He's got the fa- he's got the voice of Harvey Firestein, but the face of Joe Piscopo. But he's way funnier than Joe Piscopo. Who doesn't want the face of Joe Piscopo? I want the face of Joe Piscopo. Spring, are you upset that none of your sons look like Joe Piscopo? <laughs> a little bit. I won't tell Gup. He might you. listen to this episode, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> editing. Who, Harvey Firestein or Joe Piscopo? <laughs> both. I'm sure they, they are both big fans. I'm sure they get together and listen to it, sitting on each other's shoulders. Trotter is also a taxi driver. Mm-hmm. Is this the first movie about a taxi driver? I'm not sure. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Looney records a few men talking about a fixed race. The trainer has told the jockey to hold the horse back for several races. Eight. Eight races. And now he's giving the tip to his friend. Looney records it. Here's where I wrote in my notes, Trotter <laughs> at work. I have it too. He plays the tape for Trotter. Trotter is consumed by the tip. Like, he can't get over it. He's listening to it as he's driving fares around, despite the fact that he's given up gambling. I wrote down this note, because Looney, when he plays it for him and Trotter's taking it super seriously, Looney is already saying, you shouldn't go in for this. This is this is just two people Rehearsing practicing for, for a play. play. <laughs> Rehearsing for a play. And I wrote down, as like, I'm on Looney's side. I've seen Shark Tale. I know how this works. Because in Shark Tale, there's a very similar scene, but it turns out to be a lie, and he loses all of his money, and then Martin Scorsese tries to kill him. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've never seen Shark Tale. Don't. It's bad. I'm sure. But I was a child once, so. Well, yeah. yeah. I'm sure you only had a few movies on the compound. Very few. Now we get what seems to be our tenth straight minute of opening credits. Yes! <laughs> oh my god, they just kept coming. They go on forever. But it's like an episode like, of Law and Order. Really just keeps going. I really feel like the earlier 80s movies were very much like that, and this movie sort of has an earlier 80s feel. True, yeah. And it it has a very 80s feel. Latched one way or onto the other. that, yeah. yeah. The book is from, I believe, like 79, so that might help with that vibe a little bit. By the way, I, I liked, as much as I sort of downplayed my appreciation of the movie i did really enjoy it parts of it and uh i want to check out the book the book is completely out of print it is the cheapest copy you can get i believe is 15 dollars. yeah and that's a used paperback copy the only new copies you can get are 20 dollars. the hardcover editions are over a thousand and it's not available on kindle no so uh because i was thinking oh wouldn't it be fun if i got copies for me in spring right uh Sorry, that's not happening. But now we get the original song of the movie, and I mm. love original songs in movies. I miss original songs for movies. Uh, Win or Lose, per- performed by Jeffrey Cause, 
super 80s. Yes. Oh my, the 80s song, even for 89. I love it. Mm-hmm. Comes back a lot. Now, the score for this film is done by impresario Giorgio Moroder. Often called the father of disco, he's done soundtracks for, aside from his experiments in like electronic music and mm-hmm. Euro disco and all that, he did the soundtrack for Battlestar Galactica, Ooh, the original. I love that Scarface, show. and the Sylvester Stallone arm wrestling movie Over the Top. Wow. You ever Clear. see Over the Top? No. You don't need to. I, I was already thinking that. <laughs> put that on the pile with Shark Tale. Yeah, no. Just don't watch it. <laughs> that's a service this podcast for <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's what we started this for, to make a list of movies people shouldn't watch. Yeah. During these opening titles, we see Life at the Track, and my favorite moment, uh, we see a bus unload a bunch of elderly women, <laughs> and one of them gets off and does a huge wave to the camera <laughs> with just this huge smile on her face, and then immediately cuts, and mm-hmm. you know that the uh, assistant director or the second unit director or whoever was doing this was just like, I told you a thousand <laughs> times, don't wave at the camera. It, we might be that, or it might have been just like they were just shooting the rodeo, like they went to an actual track and just shot B-roll of people, and one lady saw that, and they were like, cut, 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 cut! It's possible. Get her off camera! At the track, Trotter and Looney pass by a line of men selling betting tips. As they're getting to there, there's a line that made me really laugh, where Richard Dreyfuss is, he's like, we're gonna bet on that horse's by his hot little nose! And Dewey's like, hot nose, what is he, sick? <laughs> Um, I'm enjoying tuning that voice way too much. They talk to one of the guys selling betting tips, and one of my favorite bits yes. is when Trotter mentally calculates how much money someone makes. Yeah, I wrote mental <laughs> math down too. I love mm-hmm. it so much. And every time they seem to know what he's thinking, and they're like, that's a lot of money, isn't it? That's the best part of it, is that he does it. It is unspoken, and the person at the end always responds as if they had heard his math and gave patiently waited while he figured it out. And something I wanted to bring up at the top, which I forgot, is this show is not always about melting faces or weird yeah. babies or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is a unique movie because, as we said, it's a happy movie about gambling. But also in this movie, there is a heightened reality. It's very yes. cartoonish. Yes. It's mm-hmm. There's mind reading. There's uh, We're going to see a lot of cartoon stuff as we progress, but there are weird, genuinely weird and fantastical elements in this yes, movie. Yes, a little mystical. In a way, it is It is a good companion piece to Joe versus the Volcano, the last movie we talked about when you were on the show, because that's that same thing. It's like, it's set in our world, but only just. Like, yeah. there's this yeah. very sort of magical realism that's going on there. And much like Joe versus the Volcano, this is a movie that benefits from the world it creates, all the supporting characters, all these personalities that gel around. Like we said, there's not a strong plot to this movie. There's not a lot of conflict. No. It's the characters that bring the world to life. Yes. Mm -hmm. Trotter gives Looney $50 to bet on charity, which is the sure thing horse. Mm -hmm. They go across the street to a bar where they're both regulars. Trotter orders a beer, two aspirin, and two Maalox. Yes. That's your usual drink, isn't it? Uh, it, is, it is. That's an 80s thing. And all 80, it, and the 80s Maalox just was a repetitive. People always were like swigging it or ordering it. it I don't know. That's if, weird. Pardon yeah. me, the, the this sheltered homeschooled kid. What's a Maalox? Uh, and it's antacid. Like, yeah, it's like Pepto-Bismol. Oh. It's just a different sort of so that People were just brand. popping Pepto people, like candy. Pe- but yeah, but they would always say Maalox. I can never think of the name of that when you... Like when you call all tissues Kleenex. Oh, you know sure. What I mean? I yeah, never yeah, yeah, can yeah, yeah, ever yeah. think of this. There but, is a word for that, but I don't know it either. Um, 
but it Maylocks, you just saw it a lot then. People hmm. mentioned hmm. Maylocks. I don't know why. I really don't. Well, uh, why not that over Pepto Bismol, which I mm-hmm. only ever knew people who. I never saw anyone with Maylocks. Yeah. Only right. on TV and in movies did they talk about Maylocks. Just like Vaseline. They always talk about yeah. them on TV, yeah. but you never see you them never in see person. Him. No. You never see them in person. Looney decides he's going to bet some of his trotter money on the Packers. <laughs> I, uh, Spring is making a face. She's covering her face. She's laughing because I know that Spring empathizes with fictional characters a lot. And she's sort Aww. of going like, oh, Looney. Well. How can you not empathize they with Looney? Say, Looney's they, adorable. They say he's so unlucky, and I mean, admittedly, my oldest son is is typically very lucky, and my middle son, for years in his early childhood, like could never win a game, even if we played as Aww. soft as we could. Like he just seemed to be the most unlucky person ever, and it's just a horrible thing to watch. Yeah. But this movie does make it sort of otherworldly when the score is 75 to 10. I was like, it's so funny to me that I mm. lost 75 to 10. It's ridiculous. That's not a football score. No. <laughs> it's just not a football score. That's a, sco- that's a score if Bugs Bunny is on yes, the team. Yes, that's yeah, a yeah. space jam. There you go. Yeah. That's where it comes <laughs> from. I wasn't even... Th- I was... I completely jumped the track. I was thinking of an actual Looney Tunes cartoon where he does that. But, like, yeah, absolutely, Space Jam. And here's where the movie, as we said, starts to come to life with all the characters. Mm-hmm. As Trotter mm-hmm. comes in, everyone's talking about their betting strategies. They're talking about uh, the way they do things. They establish a lot of characters that uh, you see pop up throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Not only here, but just just throughout the entire movie. And it's... it's uh, Without spending too much time to focus on each individual one, you get a very good idea of who they yeah, are yeah, and what they like want. Yeah. Exactly. Especially this one couple with a girl who's 19 years old and everyone's making a big deal about it. Yes. In the initial scene, I had no idea what they were trying to set up, but later on it becomes a lot more interesting. We'll talk about her in a second. Yeah. Uh, we get some great lines of chatter. My favorite is, if you have an American horse and a foreign jockey, <laughs> there's bound to be some communication problems. And that's not even, that's a line in the background. That's a, that's a... That's the bartender explaining his star system. <laughs> As Trotter listens to this inane, nonsensical chatter mm-hmm. and looks at all the people in the bar, he gets a glimpse of his life from the outside and he flees to the bathroom and... <laughs> and I, I want to point out that there's a great moment of sound design there where it, it has the the sounds of all these uh, desperately unlucky people trying to put a brave face on their failures just sort of encroaching in on him and i remember writing down that just the sound design in that moment was very powerful i thought and even before he got there though recall when they first when they first get to the track he says he feels different mm-hmm, so yeah. mm-hmm. i think that adds to his ability to see it from the outside in because this day just from the very beginning so he feels feels lucky and he's not well as he says later he's not like these losers yeah mm, yes yeah uh, because he goes to the bathroom he gets down on his knees it's so he, dirty it's so dirty i know I, have, you seen, uh, have you ever seen train spotting yes that made me think of the scene in train spotting where he goes diving um it's not that bad, no. but it's still very gross. It's it's yeah. He should it's, not be on his knees. In it's that a His face should not be that close to the bowl. The he bowl puts his is hands dirty. I know he does on the. And I'm not a germaphobe, but that's too far. <laughs> no, too far. It is not even a track bar. It is the track across from the. Is the bar across from yeah, the track? Yeah, no, it's, yes. it's bad. 
He doesn't belong with these losers. He asked to just win this one last one, then he'll go. Doesn't he even say, I don't belong at this bar this, with these losers. I deserve to be at the equestrian club I or something like that. I belong across the street at the, the jockey, jockey club. club. The jockey club. I've been calling it the wrong thing the entire Trotter time. Trotter says, I'm due. Someone overhears and says, so's Jesus. <laughs> that was a great punchline to that. And moment. someone else says, let it ride. And we have a title. During this time, we meet the youngest characters, Sid, who is a regular at the bar, mm-hmm. and his new girlfriend, Evangeline, a very sweet and innocent-seeming young girl, mm-hmm. played by Sex in the City's Cynthia Nixon. Uh, before yes. she was big. Yes. Yeah. Before she became eight feet tall. Looney and Trotter watch the horses, then go place their bets. In the line to bet, Trotter encounters Tony Cheeseburger. The best name in the movie. Cheeseburger. <laughs> Cheeseburger mocks Trotter's pick of the number four horse to the point where he needs to be dragged away by security. <laughs> <laughs> Laughing and shouting. It's, again, this is a cartoon. Laden mm-hmm. with those golden chains. <laughs> Trotter later calls him Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah. No, yeah. In, the, in that scene, actually. Yeah, he's he like, says, can somebody get Sammy, Sammy Davis, Davis Jr. Jr. out of here? Yeah. That's what he says, yeah. Uh, Trotter bets $50 on the four horse. Even the ticket seller mocks him. The cashier is played by Robbie Coltrane. Hagrid. Best yes. known for playing Hagrid. Mm-hmm. And the film Nuns on the Run. Mm-hmm. And being a J.K. Rowling apologist. Oh, that's too bad. Is he really? Yeah, he no. defended her transphobic remarks. That's, okay, that makes me sad. We don't need to talk about it. Let's not talk about that. Let's not. Let's not take he played it. a great Russian mobster in two James Bond movies. Sure. Yeah. Uh, did he play Bo- Blofeld? No, he just, he played a Russian mobster who tries yeah. to shoot him in the in the junk in uh, Goldeneye. And then uh, ends up getting sawn in half, and the world is not enough. Oh, by a magician? Yes. Oh wow! <laughs> there's a I lot need of, to watch this. There's a lot of magic in the Bond movies. Oh, I love. You the just movie have magic to keep your uh, eyes open. Anthony Hopkins. Fifty Dollar Window. That's when the music starts. It's got that bouncy, whimsical yeah. quality there. It just makes it. I don't know. I will say there was there was a weird moment when I was watching Robbie Coltrane in this part. Because in the early scenes that he's later on, he gets nicer. Yes. But in the early scenes, he's such a mean, such well, a mean jerk. No, it's okay. Uh, uh, and and uh, Brad had been regaling me with stories of your guys' time at the at the track, <laughs> and he'd been telling me about how how friendly everyone had been. And I, and honestly, like weirdly, that rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, hey, Brad said they were. Fr- <laughs> Brad said they were friendly to him. Why is this guy such a jerk? I didn't expect them to be friendly. I really didn't. Really nice. And the woman was so sweet, and she was older. And at one point, she looked at me and she said, "You're kicking ass." <laughs> That's what he said. I, yeah. I was so shocked because I, I sort of expect them. I expect them to say good luck and be friendly, yeah. but she really. I felt like she was really working. She was on me. your side. Yeah. It was. It was fantastic, mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, and you did great at the track, picking horses purely by their names. <laughs> That's right. My system worked. It did. It worked better than Mac. Max, your son, yes. your oldest son, was pouring over that racing form to the point where he was still looking at it after we left the track. <laughs> For sure. That night, um, and I was sort of doing a little bit of that, but you... You kicked Max down the street. Uh, Trotter and Looney get as close to the track as they can, with mm-hmm. space being made by a huge man who shoves everyone aside. <laughs> and this is another character. He's in, like, two scenes, but he's so memorable and so great. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just this gigantic man who shoves people aside so you can get in. There's also a great line here 
where Looney says, I have a bad feeling, and Richard Dreyfus is like, in order to have a bad feeling, you've had to have a good feeling, so you have no frame of reference. Yes. <laughs> I wrote that line down. It's, it's great, and it's... It's another mental math scene, too. Yeah, where he calculates how yep. much the big guy makes shoving people out of the way. Yep. Mm-hmm. Normally, I do not like things where two people are supposed to be friends, but mm-hmm. they're terrible to each other. Mm-hmm. With Looney... I can sort of understand Trotter. I get the feeling that no one else wants to be around Trotter and Looney, so mm-hmm. they're just sort of stuck together. De facto friends. Yeah. Uh, this is the thing that I think turned me off, is that uh, in order to enjoy, in order to really get into the movie, you have to get into Trotter as a character mm-hmm. and enjoy him. And uh, I think that there were too many times in the movie where I was just like... You didn't like him? What a douche. Yeah. Like, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't... I couldn't be on his side. When I first watched the movie, I don't really, truly think that I was. I think what actually happened the very first time I watched the movie when I was probably, what, 10, Mm -hmm. was it wasn't until the Robbie Coltrane character started to root for him (laughs) that I began to root for him as well. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get to that at, at yeah. when when we get to it. Sure, I, well, but I, I understand what you're saying. But you, okay, yeah. it is I'm, I'm glad we can we can meet in the middle here. <laughs> it is an obstacle that you have to get over, but mm-hmm. I guess I sort of see it as Trotter's not the greatest person in the world, mm-hmm. no. but he also does come to Looney's aid later. Right when the chips are down, he does want to help other people. He does give people his tips. He gives Looney $50. Like, it's just... Yes, it's he's not, very forthcoming about... Yeah. Every time we were in line and you guys asked what I was going to bet, I could, <laughs> I could see Richard Dreyfus going and betting on the four horse. You know, he's yeah, 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 telling yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. who he was. He was not hiding it. Yeah. You know. He's not... He's just... Outwardly, he's not a good man, but inwardly, he is. I... I guess maybe I I didn't see it that way, and if I watched it again, I would. But to me, it felt like what moments of goodness he portrays, like I said in the opening, kind of came out of nowhere for me. They didn't seem set up by his behavior in other parts of the film. Again, Again, if you're saying that you watched, had to watch it a couple times to get it, maybe I need to, too. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's, again, it's definitely not a bad movie, and I think it's... By the way, this movie only has a 27% on Rotten Tomatoes, and that's a crime. Yeah, this movie <laughs> was very poorly received, which is insane. It's, it's it's not bad. It's just It just didn't work for me because of Jay Trotter. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. I think I have, as much as I prefer, especially in sitcom shows where people are actual friends. Yeah, we've talked about that a lot. Mike uh, Shore shows are your Mike favorite. Mike Shore, yeah. uh, Schitt's Creek. Yes. Uh, Trotter establishes himself as a real friend to Looney by giving him the $50, giving him the tip. Yes. Mm-hmm. He didn't really give him the tip, but he's like, you need to bet on this. Right, 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 This right. is a thing that we need to do. And they see the people at the track. So at yeah. that point, they do know that it's real. They, oh, yeah, no, they, they they eyeball the people at the track, and they, they even read their lips saying to the jockey, run fast and win. win. yeah. Yeah. Which great, advice. great advice. Reminds yeah. me of the sports advice from one of my favorite movies, Better Off Dead teaching a guy how to ski is like go that way really fast if something gets in your way turn (laughs) have you ever seen better off dead i have but it's been many 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 good it's pretty good yeah uh the races begin the races are shot really well Hmm? they're very tense the race ends with a photo finish we learn looney did not bet Mm -hmm. the photo finish was between charity and blurred image we get one of my favorite line readings in the movie you know, Blurred Image was Marty's horse. He'd be thrilled to pieces if he was. Yeah, that's, I'm 
I written down too. That he's busy talking about Marty's horse during the photo finish. He yeah. doesn't really yeah. seem to be rooting for him. I think he doesn't even believe that there's at no point does he believe there's a chance that he's going to win this. Yeah, no, I, not well, at all. I also get the feeling that Looney is just not very focused in general. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Agreed. And here we get more of this cartoony Daffy Duck sort of thing. Trotter is sliding down the railing mm-hmm, like he's melting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The photo review lasts a long time, much longer than any of the photo finishes did when we were at the track. They seem to get resolved pretty quickly. Did you think so? I did. When we all bet on the same horse and we were and there it was contested or whatever. Well, that was the contesting. Yeah. That wasn't the photo finish. It took so long. That did. But uh, what happened was in one race we all bet on the number five horse, Anchor So Real. And at the last minute he pulled up alongside and won we all lose our minds and we're so happy and then the uh, it's a photo finish so we have to wait a little bit but we're <laughs> so excited and then they say there's an inquiry into the results but at that point i think we were also still high on the hit of winning <laughs> that we didn't even care about the inquiry that inquiry did last a little bit Mm-hmm. It's stressful uh, when you're waiting. Horse names crack me up. I don't. I they're, just they're not like based on the they're, name. They're not like you. the names of any other animal. You would never name a cat what you would name a horse. No, I love it. But every what was it, what was the one shrimp and something? Shrimp and grits. Shrimp, shrimp and grits. grits. I'll well, never get over that. What was the one that I bet on in the first race? Cheddar. Odds on cheddar. Odds, odds, odds on cheddar. cheddar. I odds bet on, on cheddar. odds on cheddar in the first race, and it was a long shot. What and a great horse name! I am telling name. you, this horse was nowhere near the other horses during the <laughs> at the very end. It just zoomed ahead of everyone oh and almost across, and won and, and won. And I just was, I was going nuts. Oh my no, God. I don't think anyone else was sharing the joy because no one else, I don't think anyone well, else. Well, I got a place or a show bet on that race. Yes, you did. So I was still excited yes. about that. Yeah. But Max. No. <laughs> <laughs> Max was busy being kicked down the street. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Happy about <laughs> I, and that was that first $59 I won on that race. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Looney arrives with some drinks and another line I love. I don't know why. Here, Trotter, have some nice beer. Just him calling it nice beer. Sure. Mm-hmm. And Charity wins. Trotter is essentially Daffy Duck. He screams at Looney about how unlucky he is. Oh my, oh my God, this scene was so funny. And <laughs> Trotter repeatedly gives people light slaps on the cheek. Like, again, like a cartoon <laughs> where he's just like, like he just Literally. finished shaving them and he's slapping on aftershave. <laughs> get really stupid excited when you win things yeah no. Listen, mm-hmm. i went to knobles the other day and have you ever played fascination you uh, go in that like it's a well now it's air conditioned so it's nice ooh. a building there and they it's like bingo but there are i don't know how many across and how many and the, there's like a grid and you're just rolling a ball and it's a rubber ball and it has to drop into the holes and then you see which one it dropped into it lights up and you're just oh, nice. you're trying oh. to get and for no reason, Max calls it Fantastics instead of Fascination. Sure. Let's go play Fantastics. It's a good Broadway play. So we started, we were playing it, and I was like, oh my God. And when I won, I was ridiculous. Uh, nobody, <laughs> else made, nobody else made any noises whatsoever. And I was like, yeah, I'm 52, that's me. You know, he's like, you're just going to play until coverall, and coverall you get two. So you're yeah. just going crazy. And Flynn's playing next to me, and Flynn's only rolling one ball. Yeah. And the lady has to come and say, you have, you have two, honey, roll balls. And they announced me as only having five left, and Max is looking over at me, and I'm, then other people are sort of catching up, but I'm the first one that only has one left, mm-hmm. and then they announce that Flynn's number only has five left, and oh. Max looks over and goes, is that Flynn? <laughs> I said, yeah, sorry. And Flynn had only been using one ball three quarters of the time and was doing better than most of the people in there, <laughs> but I won. I won the coverall, which is the 50, you get 50, and I'm telling you what, I'm, whoa! I, I was, 
it. I I understand his right. Joy. Yeah, no, it, he's. What's the point of doing something like that if you can't enjoy the moment, the Absolutely. sheer joy of stupid dumb luck? And Absolutely, mm-hmm. and especially Trotter, who views himself as so unlucky. Yes, this is a coup for him. Yes, mm-hmm. and I, I just I, again, I just love it. He's a cartoon. Yes, he's Trotter cashes his chip. Cashes his ticket, winning seven hundred and ten dollars. Mm-hmm. Trotter goes to the bathroom and puts the money in his shoes, causing people to comment on how he's walking tall. <laughs> yes, he's it when later and later that he seems to have shrunk. Yes, um, after he plays which, another bet, yep. which does straight up seem like a joke that would be in Guys and Dolls. Yeah, it's like hey, you're walking tall. I put all these money in my shoes. So he spent <laughs> the money mentally at the window. Yes, and then he was also calculating how much the attendant in the bathroom. Yes, and it's not as much as everybody else. No. He tips them a dollar and says, Hey, my kids are in college. This will pay for 15 minutes of tuition. (laughs) Trotter tells him to buy another joke. (laughs) (laughs) And again, what I love about this world is how lived in it feels. Like, Mm -hmm. it really feels like Trotter. No, there's no like really heavy exposition where it's like, Hey, I'm your friend Looney. I drive a cab too, and I like to record people. It's all handled very well. And it just feels like a natural world that's being built. You just pick up on There's none of that bizarre dialogue you would get in a modern-day comic. like, you know, one of these days when you're recording your passengers, you're going to be in trouble, Looney. Yeah. Oh, I've been doing it for so long. It's It doesn't... Eh, it just, mm. they just Everything is established very organically. Trotter goes back to the bar. Looney is sulking, and the bartender is bringing up a time when Trotter lost it all because he just kept following the bet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trotter goes to leave, but finds the tape in his pocket. And here's another example of Trotter being a good guy. Well, wait a second. Before that, we, I, I just want to point out, he's in the bar. Not only are they pointing this all out, they're all angry at him yes, I wanted to talk for about not sharing the tip that he had. And, uh, I mean, he he did tell Sammy Davis Jr., or whatever, it, whatever yeah, that guy's name was. Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger in Paradise. He told yeah. him... Yeah. Uh, about what was going on. He didn't necessarily tell anybody else, but I, I just found that really, uh, I don't know. He wasn't uh, hypocritical. Sure, of he wasn't, his sec- he wasn't pals. secretive it's about it. It's supposed to be. Like, they're supposed to be unreasonable. Like, okay, so that is, that is intentional then. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely a thing where it's their. I think it's all sort of tied into, like, luck itself is very fickle, but these people kind of represent that too. They're one mm-hmm. minute they're with him, and the next minute they're not with him, and yeah. they're. It, sort of is just how that whole world is, isn't it? Everything is very fleeting and temporary and fickle. Mm-hmm. It's not, it doesn't make you like them very much. But again, you can't be rooting for them the whole time because then you're not, you know? Exactly. You need to be just rooting for him. I think this also helps bolster Trotter's place in the film as a good guy because he is unfairly attacked a lot in this movie. He is. So... It's sort of like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where everybody's a jerk. Mm-hmm. Except in this, Trotter, Looney, like, people are decent. They're just sort of crappy to each other sometimes. Okay. I, I, okay it, it's, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm happy that you guys are enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> You're this, enjoying it, too. Don't I, I, undersell it. I, would I really this like this movie. And if, if You don't really like this movie. I don't really like this movie, but you I really like enjoyed movie. bits of this movie. And I will say, I think that a lot of other people playing Jay Trotter would have been far worse for me. Absolutely. Richard Dreyfuss's performance absolutely 
makes almost every scene he's in. Who would be bad? J- who would be bad as Jay Trotter? Marlon Brando, the shark from Jaws, the shark from Jaws, Bruce. <laughs> yes, um, Bruce Springsteen. I don't think he could play Trotter. I don't think Bruce Springsteen could uh, play. I don't think David Bowie would be great. Uh, I think David Bowie could do anything personally, but he is from space, so it would be extra mystical then. It would be. It would be very. It would be much. They, they would lean much more into the magic. Yes, I think if, so. If David Bowie was like, I'm going to bet on this horse, Luna. Yeah, it would just be a very strange film. Hello, I'm da- I'm Jay Trotter. <laughs> Fifty dollars on number four. Merry Christmas, Mr. Trotter. And as I was saying, here's another example of Trotter being a decent man. Mm-hmm. He finds the tape in his pocket, decides to go down to the stables. He finds mm-hmm. the trainer and his cheating associate. Yes. And gives it back to him. I did like that. Yeah. And they're very skeptical. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them keeps asking, is this the only tape? Yeah. This they is the only tape. This th- is the only tape. They assume he's going to blackmail them. Of course. Them. Right. But he's just like, no, take it. I had a, I won. I, I don't need anything else. Mm-hmm. Again, Trotter is not greedy. He could easily blackmail them. Mm-hmm. And from your low opinion of him, you probably think he would. After he's done selling heroin to school children. Well, Looney wants to I, do it later. Looney does want to this, do it. This scene, this scene was more just me being confused about what angle the movie had. Gotcha. Where we just had the scene where all of his friends who had been established as his friends in the earlier scene had turned on him. I wasn't... Sh- and... and the character of Jay Trotter with, like, all the picking on Looney he's been doing and, and like, you're so unlucky! Like, he already seemed like kind of a uh, a nasty dude. Uh, so I was like, is the movie saying that he, yes, he should have said that to his friends? In which case, uh, is this... I, I just, I wasn't sure which, if the movie was saying this was a good thing or a bad thing. I thought it was a good thing that he did it. I don't but think... But, like, I didn't understand what morality the movie was like if there was, like, some sort of honor among gamblers that everything needed to be chance or else what's the point of it, you know, that sort of thing. I think this time what I really noticed when I watched that part was the juxtaposition to how his friends were not at all happy for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they were all sharing this joy, and all of yeah. a sudden, the guy is giving him another tip and giving him his tie yeah. and giving mm-hmm. him a spot at the jockey club. And they just genuinely have this moment where they're all excited, and they, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and it's sort of a secret moment, obviously, because yeah. they did yeah. this illicitly. But the fact that they seem genuinely happy for him, complete strangers, juxtaposed with the fact that his friends yeah. didn't seem to want it, just made that moment extra special. You know, and built you know. built toward the next. Bit. He, he gives them. He gives Trotter his seat in the, the jockey club. in the jockey club and a tip and gives about her a tip about the third race yeah. about the third race. The number seven horse, Faith, Faith Healer. Mm-hmm. Trotter goes to get a burger, and the yes. woman behind the counter somehow knows that he likes Faith Healer. Mm-hmm. Her name is Quinella, which is a type of bet in which the first two places in a race must be predicted, but not necessarily in the correct order. Which is something to remember for next time. Nice to know. And uh, there's a moment... Well, are you about to get to it? Uh, Quinella is played by Mary Warrenoff, mm-hmm. who was also in an almost featured movie on this podcast called Mortuary Academy. Oh, yeah. What about, happened to that movie? Uh, I tried to... Well, that was before I started vetting movies, before right. I was taking notes. Yeah. And I started taking notes on Mortuary Academy, which is a knockoff of Police Academy, if you could not tell. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I started watching it and taking notes, and one, it's a very bad movie. Mm-hmm. And two, Shocking! 
this movie about mortuaries that you've never heard about oh is my bad? Goodness, who doesn't like corpse hijinks? Oh my god. I mean, I love corpse hijinks, and he, so does Brad, and I even he hated this You, movie. me, and Ed Gein, what better company do you yeah, need? I, yeah, exactly. If you want a good movie about corpse hijinks, Reanimator. Reanimator is a good movie. I don't or think Weekend at Bernie's. Or Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's the quintessential corpse hijack. I forgot movie. about that movie. How did they make a second one of those? <laughs> I, how was he not rotten? Exactly. I don't understand. Exactly, what yeah. Is, what sort of... The second movie them? was The Court Case. It was directed by John Waters. <laughs> and they had like an actual like human skeleton in the corner with the sunglasses on. <laughs> they put Bernie on trial like that dead pope back in the Middle Ages. <laughs> She also recites his fortune from last night. Mm -hmm. Trotter takes a bite of his bizarre and disgusting-looking burger. Mm -hmm. This doesn't even look like a burger. No, I, I try not to look at it. Because I was I confused. Like, I know that he's going to spit it out immediately, so I don't even. I don't really like burgers. It, I don't want to look at it. I put my head down to make a note, so all I saw was like the second before it went in his mouth. I was like, "What is he eating?" It looked like three McDonald's sausage patties as a sandwich: Ugh. sausage patty bun, sausage patty meat. Uh, he. Which he drops and spits on the ground, and someone mm -hmm. asks him if he's going to finish it. Uh, there's there when she recites the his uh, his fortune cookie about sometimes being lucky without knowing it. He looks up at her, and she is enveloped in smoke yes. and the sort of soft focus lens. It's this. This is where the magic of the magical realism really starts to kick in. Where it's he's not just getting tips from a crooked guy. He's touched. Yes. There's, and we'll see this more as the film goes on. But he is—he is an actually uh, touched magic place right now. He's having the good day he asked for. Exactly. Yeah. They have a, a regular conversation, but then they seem to be having another layer of conversation mm. that it seems as though she's it almost not seems aware like of. she is temporarily possessed yeah. by something beyond this world. She's a she's like an oracle, and she's just. Mm -hmm. Inhaling the vapors of Apollo and prognosticating. All I could think of when this scene was going on was Mr. Jackpots. Ah. Yes. You have not seen the third season of Twin Peaks. Spring is a big Twin Peaks fan. Oh, good. But yeah. have not seen the new one. I don't know if she would enjoy it, but... I'll just say that there is a subplot very early on, so I don't think this counts as a spoiler, okay. where a character gains the magical ability to know which machines in a casino are about to pay out. And so he just wanders through the casino, hitting every single one and getting all of the money. And the Tom the, 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 the mob who controls the casino thinks he's cheating, but they can't figure out how. He's just magic powers, baby. I love it. Yeah. Every time he wins, Tom McLaughlin goes, Hello! Because <laughs> he sees someone doing that, so yeah. he's like, Hello! I love and he ends up giving all of his money to some old lady, and then well, later he points her to a jackpot machine. Oh, that's and she right. Wins and it changes her life. Changes her life around, um, and it's it, again much like this, where gambling leads to happiness and nirvana for everyone involved. Tony Cheeseburger returns, now calling Jay Mister Trotter because <laughs> because Jay was right about the first one. Cheese gives mm -hmm. him a couple bucks for a tip. Trotter bets all his money and lets it ride on Faith Healer. Looney runs up and suggests they blackmail the trainer. <laughs> Trotter tells him he already returned the tape, and Looney flips. The cinematography makes a weird, sudden shift where up until now it was a lot of wide shots of them going, or tracking shots of them uh, talking in the hall. And then at this moment when Looney flips and, and is like, I'm gonna get you, Trotter! Like, it suddenly zooms in like a like a Sam Raimi movie on his face and follows him in uh, a janky handheld shot 
as again, like a Sam Raimi movie, all the way to the booth to place another bet. There's some style in this movie. Joe Pitka mm-hmm. did not have the career he deserved. I completely agree with that. Not saying that I not that I don't love Space Jam, but he should have done a movie in between that seven year gap. He granted, let it ride done... bomb so hard. Yeah. I'll s I will say, the more I was watching this movie and thinking about Joe Pitka and his career, uh not that I'm a aficionado of Pepsi commercials, but like thinking of the two movies I now know of his, I was thinking about the direction in Space Jam. As silly as that movie can be, the direction is way stronger than it has any right to be. You get some good performances, like the like the opening sequence with a child Michael Jack My, Michael Jordan feels like the opening to a much more serious movie before the Looney Tunes come in. Yeah, yeah. Whenever they play basketball now, my boys they. <laughs> Max says to Flynn, shoot till you miss, Michael. So now now Flynn says it all the time. Flynn doesn't even know what he's talking about. You have a five-year-old say, shoot till you miss, Michael. I love that scene. Looney goes and bets $50 on Junebug, which shares the name of his cat. (laughs) Apparently I spoke too soon about no horse sharing a cat's name. There there you (laughs) go. Faith Healer wins. Yay! Cheeseburger gives Trotter one of his many gold chains and then a long (laughs) kiss on the mouth. And here's something I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Trotter, this is the late 80s. This yes. could easily get very homophobic. Yes. And Trotter beats him away. <laughs> but I I really felt like it was more like, I don't consent to this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah It's yeah, not yeah. that like, oh no, a man's kissing me. No, yeah, it's I like, totally agree. Get away. Cheeseburger is, what's the character's full name? I Tony going, Cheeseburger. Tony Cheeseburger. I want to be respectful of Tony Cheeseburger. Absolutely. Uh, he definitely, Mr. Cheeseburger. Senator Cheeseburger. <laughs> Senator Cheeseburger is definitely like built on a foundation of what could be a, a harmful stereotype, but he doesn't really come across that way because they never really dig into that. Like he no. definitely feels like, for example, the gay character from Mannequin. Sure, uh, I've never seen Mannequin. It well, has I saw that one in the of the too. most. Didn't you see agre- the second one as well? Yes. Is one of the most egregious examples of a gay stereotype. The the big black guy in that movie. Uh, Hollywood. I think so. I don't remember. Meshach Taylor? Uh, big big fur coat, weird 80s sunglasses. Yeah, he did. did yeah, yeah. yeah. Hollywood. Up? Probably. Because that's yeah. Meshach Taylor. No, uh, they were the uneven ones. Uh, yeah, like they, they were. The, they that's, that's right. They were the uneven ones. Again, I haven't seen this movie. I don't know why I'm throwing Yeah, I don't actors. know what... what <laughs> no, I'll tell you about Mannequin. <laughs> but the point is... Uh, it's he's there, but it's never commented on. No one ever has a problem with him. No one no. ever uses an F word like they very well might have. Even Bill and Ted has an F slur. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, but, by the uh, way, the new Bill and Ted is pretty good. It's pretty I wanted great. to see it. I did. It's pretty great. Um, and I think that's the only one that doesn't have an F slur in it. It doesn't. Yeah. But and again, I don't know that Tony Cheeseburger is gay. I think it's just like I'm so happy I'm yeah, gonna I kiss this man. Yeah, I don't. So it's more my reaction of like Trotter being kissed, where it's like he's he's, he's just supposed to be a silly character, but yeah. that role and especially with the deep V that he's got going on, the chains. It was the it's, '80s, it's, Billy. It's, you it's, weren't alive. I was alive for two years. <laughs> I'm just saying it's a place that they very could have easily gone to a bad place, and sure. they True. didn't do that. They, no, didn't they didn't do that. So I I appreciate that. Trotter wins $2,450. The cashier asks Trotter for his shoes because he knows that's where he stores his money. (laughs) He looks so disgruntled. Yes. Like, he really is irritated with him. At the beginning, he was like, this is the $50 window. Exactly. Very condescending. Yeah. Um, If you're going to put it back on $50, you have to go to the $5 window. But, and... (laughs) 
But here's where the shift slowly starts to happen. Mm-hmm. Because before Jay leaves, he musses, musses up his, his hair, hair. And he goes... Gives the slaps. Mm-hmm. Yep. Gives them the slaps, and Robbie Coltrane just goes, mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's down to. I wrote, mm-hmm. uh, Robbie Coltrane is is very charismatic and very underrated. And he only gets better as this movie goes. Oh my he God, I love him so much. Better and better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trotter goes to the jockey club mm-hmm. and is seated at a table with Vicky and her wealthy boyfriend, Bernie. Mm-hmm. He tips the waiter with his shoe money. Yes. Vicky is played by Jennifer Tilly. Yes, Jennifer Tilly, the busty, baby voiced. Titan of the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, the the woman who married Chucky. Yes. And she's actually a professional gambler in real life. Is she? Yeah. Her father was a professional gambler and taught her how to play poker from a very young age. And she has gone on uh, all the different poker circuits and continues to play professionally to this day. I think Jennifer Tilly should have been the Robert De Niro role in Casino. I agree. That's the truth. She has more experience <laughs> than he does. I I, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. I really want to see Jennifer Tilly and Joe Pesci match wits. Match wits. Oh my god! Just the helium voices going at each other. <laughs> I love her line. What's going on? I don't know. Uh, uh, I the, think the le- long. The, he says she has very long legs. Oh yeah, she makes she every says, line in this movie sing. I She's so my good. Ass to the floor. <laughs> and then Bernie goes. That's that, true. Yeah, that's true. And, and uh, Bernie's like, I have so many bathrooms. I don't know how many bathrooms I have. Six. He has six bathrooms. My favorite <laughs> my favorite Jennifer Tilly line read is after Trotter introduces himself. And yeah. Jennifer Tilly says, thank you. Likewise. Yeah, I know. I love it, too. <laughs> the way that she says any of these lines it's is so, so good. It is. I feel bad for Jennifer Tilly because she's a great actress. She's great yeah. with characters. Uh, she's, she's in the very movie. Funny. She's in the movie Bound, with the, which is a dramatic role, and that's oh, yeah. she's fantastic in that. But clearly, she's one of those people who is so beautiful and have has such noticeable assets mm. that it sort of overshadows her actual talent. She does, yeah, and that's something that she makes fun of a lot. And I was watching a lot of interviews with various cast members, hoping I could find someone to talk about this movie. Nobody talked. There are no interviews about this movie anywhere. No, I. But uh, I was watching a bunch of Jennifer Tilly. She she makes fun of her, the way people perceive her a lot in her own interviews. And I, I so she seems to be very aware of where people see her, even though she's worth a lot more than that. Now, when we went to the track, we were not in the jockey club. No. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we didn't get drinks brought to us. We had to go search out our own water. Mm-hmm. And we decided to split up to find water. And I went to a <laughs> bar while you guys went to a gift shop. And it was it was a coffee stand. Okay, <laughs> whatever it was, I got three cups of water just as you guys were getting done buying brownies and bottles of water, and I, I doled out the uh, cups. And I remember you and me were walking back to the track, and we looked back, and poor Max, who was in a wheelchair, is holding his cup and wheeling with one hand. <laughs> Barely making any yeah. progress. Yeah, we're, we covered Aww. twice the amount of distance, and we just turned around. And I'm like, oh my god! And he's like, it's okay. And, and the water was super full yeah. too. So, and he's leaning over. So you went back to help and kick him down the I, street. I yes. took yes. his water, and we all. Yeah. yeah. A waiter asked Trotter for his drink order, mm-hmm. and he cracks a joke about if wild turkey is in season, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he gets light laughter from the entire place. Yeah. Again, this heightened reality, this idea that like. 
Trotter is like where he belongs now. He's and everyone loves him. Mm-hmm. It's all pure fantasy, and I love it. It's it's just it's almost like Gabriel Garcia Marquez with the magical realism. I okay, I didn't understand that reference. Well, you're dumb. <laughs> A different attractive lady who is not yes. Jennifer Tilly yes. mm-hmm. uh, asked Jay for a pen. This woman is Mrs. Davis, and mm-hmm. she is actually played by Michelle Phillips from The Mamas and the Papas. Oh, oh yeah. Awesome. California Dreaming. I love The Mamas and the Papas. Do you? I do. I'm going to quiz you later. <laughs> I'm not the biggest aficionado, but I no, like what you, I've you're, heard. You're a super fan. You just told me. <laughs> Whatever. Mrs. Davis likes Lord Byron in the fifth race. Mm-hmm. Trotter loves Lord Byron. Love Lord Byron. <laughs> because he, she's hitting on him unabashedly. Oh, absolutely. She's a professional gambler. Uh, she's there every day. Yep. Does mm-hmm. it destroy your... Does it just? How does it affect your home life? Yeah. <laughs> Ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> and her husband's on oxygen. Yes. yes. Uh, uh, they're they're hitting on each other. Jennifer Tilly is hitting on him, and uh, I think this is another thing that that made me not like him. Is I was right. I wrote down, "Stop hitting on the ladies. You have Terry Gar at home." But he. But he, they aren't together. Like they're supposed to reconcile that yes. day. He is not living at home. He is supposed but to come home. He doesn't do anything. Nope. He never no. does anything, even when given the chance. He's just enjoying. The attention, because he's Richard Dreyfus. Uh-huh. Richard Dreyfus isn't exactly like anyone's dream date. <laughs> no. I don't know. I've seen the mustache. 1989 Richard Dreyfus. No. Shows up here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just shutting this down immediately. No, yep. Immediately. I was 10, number one. <laughs> no, time travel situation. <laughs> yeah. I think he always looked old. He did. Oh, like, yeah. Even never... as Hooper and Jaws, and jo- like, he's like the youngest, like old man. the yeah. youngest version of Richard Dreyfus that exists. Uh, Richard Dreyfus or Robert Shaw? Why can't I think of who Robert Shaw is? He's uh, Quint in Jaws. In Jaws, I love oh. to go swimming with bow-legged women. <laughs> <laughs> Dream date: Richard there has Dreyfus for Robert Shaw. Option number three. <laughs> uh, sure. Swimming uh, in the shark-infested w- in water. <laughs> Ouch. Thank God Robert Shaw is dead. <laughs> and Richard Dreyfus, I'm sure, is reeling in his nursing home. Yeah. <laughs> he goes to bet on Lord Byron, mm-hmm. but is arrested because he is mistaken for a pickpocket named Morgan. Mm-hmm. Trotter is so insistent on betting Lord Byron. <laughs> yeah, this is ridiculous. This is the, the screwball music just mm-hmm. happens and mm-hmm. he breaks through the door. He, he runs, runs through, through the, the door. door. Again, like a cartoon. Classic Superman style. Just bursts yes. right through it. And he's trying to get to the betting uh, window. Again, like you said, cartoony music. I'm sure if they could have afforded Yakety Sax, they would have played Yakety Sax. Absolutely, they would have played it. Uh, Looney dives in front of him. Uh, mm-hmm. Trotter trips. He goes sliding head first, still handcuffed. He kicks off his shoes. Picks up his shoes with his teeth, <laughs> but the betting window closes Aww. right before he can get there. <laughs> Back at the police station, what, another one of my favorite line readings, Trotter is gagged and yes. explains that the money in his shoes are a result of him having a very, very good, good day. day. <laughs> 
see. Are you enjoying this more as we're recounting it to you? I'm enjoying the same parts that I did enjoy when we were when we were recounting it when I was watching it. I'm afraid it, it's there's there's you're describing it, it the way that you guys describe it. It's a movie that I I kind of wish that I'd seen because okay. I didn't see it the way that you guys saw it. To me, like the the cartoony things that would happen seem to happen for a while and then we'd go back to uh, a more realistic tone that's fair. and it kind of get to True. like joe versus the volcano had this fantastical thing all the way all through the and the tone for me felt a lot more consistent than it does here where it feels like they're just kind of dipping their toe into that water and then bringing it right back out and i'm like I, I i need this to be I need you to go a little bit farther with the concept. Also, I believe this is, yeah, on the way to making the bet on Lord Byron. He has a, an encounter with Jennifer Tilly. Yeah. And on the way past, he's like, oh, she's the kind of girl that makes me want to have uh, have access to quaaludes or something like that. I mean, it's a quaalude joke. And I wasn't okay with that. I wasn't on board. I think he meant, like, maybe she needs quaaludes because she's so, she's so up. up. That's exactly. how I took like, it. She okay. is a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I, I wanted to interpret it that way, but she's actually kind of sort of reserved for a Jennifer Tilly role in this but movie. But again, if you're Jay Trotter uh -huh. and a woman like Jennifer Tilly is hitting on you, mm -hmm. you're probably going to think there's something wrong with her. I guess, but I... I I I just thought that was a misstep. If you were you and Jennifer uh -huh. Tilly was hitting on you, yeah, you would think there was something wrong with her. I love you. Thank you. You're one of my best friends, uh -huh. but you're not in Jennifer Tilly's league. I I accept that. I'm glad that's the first step. I'm not Brad Dourif. No one is. No one is. Not even Brad Dourif. Not even Brad Dourif is Brad Dourif. Luckily, Lord Byron loses. Mm -hmm. Yes. Which. Jay is ecstatic, ecstatic about because he didn't, didn't lose. lose. He didn't, didn't lose. Back in the jockey club, Trotter continues to be charming when he gets a page for Dr. Jay Trotter. And mm -hmm. this is a bit I don't understand, but I love mm -hmm. that his wife just pages him as Dr. Jay Trotter. I like to assume that he's a disgraced surgeon. <laughs> who fell from grace and now he's uh, taxi driving, now he's betting on horses... This is really an alternate Doctor Strange movie. <laughs> I I didn't get it when I was watching the movie, but I think in retrospect, maybe she was like, I really want to get through to him. If they think that I'm calling a doctor, oh. they will get the, the, the phone through to him much quicker and won't give me as much guff. Also, they're so out of place there. I feel like she thinks he has to be important to okay. even be there, you gotcha. know? Maybe. That's not their world, yeah. clearly. And this is when both women are, are hitting on him. She's got mm -hmm. both of them running their feet their up, feet his, up legs. his legs. Yeah. And he's they, they say there's a fine line between winning and losing, and he says, yeah, the finish, finish line. line. <laughs> which is not clever at all, which no. is uh, just an actual fact. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but everyone is... Everyone, again, light laughter throughout the entire yes. jockey yes. club. He has, them on the, he has them on a string. I want to take a brief digression, okay? Uh, just to talk about something personal. I'm a seeker. Like I look for these strange movies. I look for these different movies. Mm -hmm. And a big help to that, I way a few years back, the first time I got laid off from a seasonal job, I in my depression and boredom decided like I'm going to log all my movies on this site called Listall. And I found this gentleman on Listall who went by the name Jay Trotter. Oh. Who compiled these lists of bizarre, obscure, and underrated movies, which, of course, Let It Ride was on, which mm. is where it first came on my radar. And this guy just compiled such great lists. Yeah. And 
introduced me to so many movies that I can't think about Let It Ride and Jay Trotter without thinking about that Jay Trotter, Aww. who unknowingly, and mm-hmm. even not like a celebrity or anything, just had such an impact on my life. So I, I just need to shout out the list all Jay Trotter, <laughs> also on Letterboxd Jay Trotter. Is, is he ha- is he also on Letterboxd? Yes. Awesome. Uh, he, he's not as active anymore, but... Mm-hmm. He's a great dude with great taste in movies, obviously, because Let It Ride seems to be one of his favorites. <laughs> but uh, it's Trotter's wife calling. Yes. Uh, wondering why he isn't home. She's in lingerie. She's I ready wrote, to go. I wrote down, you were hitting on two other women at the at the jockey club. Terry Gar was waiting to roll in the hay with you, you idiot. Pam flips out. Mm-hmm. Trotter insists he's not gambling because he's winning. Yeah, he says, I'm not gambling, I'm winning! Yeah. And that's something they talked about earlier, too. Mm. Yeah. It's not betting if it's a sure thing. Exactly. Right. Pam threatens to call her a lawyer, but Trotter tells her to come down to the jockey club. Pam says, after she hangs up, Pam sort of mutters to herself that she'll give Trotter one more try. Mm-hmm. I uh, love the line when she says, I know there's nothing special about it, but she says, you're making me hate you! <laughs> I completely... <laughs> understand i feel like i have said that to people before Mm -hmm. you're making me hate you you know because she really wants him to be the better man and he was going to be the better man and now here they are in this situation here's where i think the movie also helps your problem where it's like Mm -hmm. terry gar is the most reasonable person in this movie she gets big she flips out yeah but she has a like she's a very solid maybe gambles too much and he loses a lot Mm mm-hmm Sorry. That's okay. Um, so she's sort of like, she's the one calling out Trotter. Yes. And Trotter's behavior is actually really destructive for her. Mm-hmm. And we see that. It's played for laughs, mm-hmm. but it is an actual consequence of his actions. And again, it's this thing where it's like, Jay Trotter isn't the best, but again, he's going to come back and he's going to stand by his lady. Mm-hmm. He's going to do right by her. This is counterpoint. This is the part that made me dislike the movie the most, actually, was all of his interactions with Terry Gar. Okay. Because to me, I see where you're going with it, but for me, Pam is the most reasonable character in the film, even though he's got this magical gift that has has come from on high that, that is making everything work out for him. She doesn't know that. She doesn't. And all she has is is uh, how much he is putting stock in this over the promises that they made each other at the beginning of the movie. True. And so throughout the film, like when she finally does arrive, he makes the completely baseless statement based on everything that we've seen of her going uh, so far in the movie. I, I, you know what I think you didn't, it's not that you didn't like my gambling. You didn't like my losing, which is again, maybe that's true. Probably true. But we'd have not seen anything in the movie to substantiate that. And, from what I've seen in the film with her, like she was all ready to accept him. She was all ready to, to get him back yeah. and to and to make this marriage work, even after he dared to have the problem with the, the magic cookie. But uh, she was all ready, and I just think the movie seems to think that I'm going to side with Trotter a lot more than I am. I'm on Pam's side entirely in every one of their arguments. I just think that they're very different. I think the fortune cookie thing highlights the fact that she is not superstitious. She's not imaginative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She doesn't go in for that sort of swept away lucky feeling. Mm-hmm. That this sort of moment, this day, I don't 
think would or could happen to her. No, and even and, if it did, she wouldn't understand it. Right, but he is willing to go with that, and so that's that's sort of their divide. Yes. It, she doesn't see that luck or feel that luck or experience it. Absolutely. And she's just established as a very pragmatic character who is rightfully sure. irritated. I would be irritated as right. well. I, yeah. I, it's completely justified, but you have to have that level of conflict. Exactly. If she came in and was like, sure, gamble. No, I, here's I guess where I where I have a problem is at the, the movie begins with them together. Mm-hmm. It gives equal weight to both characters in the beginning, and then the rest of the film is entirely Jay Trotter. Sure. Which I, there are a lot of characters in this movie, and not all of them get focused. That's fine, but it feels like Pam's arc is uh, curtailed, and at the and in the end of the with the whole movie in front of me, she came off as more of a prop to add conflict to his story mm-hmm. than her own character. And that bothered me. This is not one of the great female characters in cinema. I'll sure. give you that. But yeah. I I think she's given her due. She's not made... Again, she seems reasonable, as we're saying. She's not made into this ridiculous mm-hmm. shrew. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, she Everything she says is reasonable. And she tries to abide by Trotter. Mm-hmm. Again, this is made to... <sighs> it could have worked. Like, all these scenes could have worked... My, I, I, what, what finally clinched it in the end was, and I am getting a little bit ahead of myself, is that it seems like she decides that she's okay with it at the end because he gets her a diamond necklace, not because he explains to her or she suddenly has imagination or she sees Santa Claus or, or anything or any kind of character growth. It's because he bought her a diamond necklace. Let's talk about that when we get to it. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, while Trotter is on the phone, two men enter, the, a bookmaker named Lufkin, and his muscle, Johnny Casino. Oh, my God. Lufkin is played by David Schramm, mm-hmm. who was Roy on Wings. Uh, a, a bizarrely common mention on this show. <laughs> Mo- or maybe not even on this show, just in our conversations just in together. I bring up Stephen Weber a lot. A pillar of America, Stephen Weber. It's Tony Shalhoub. We've been talking a Tony lot about Shalhoub Tony Shalhoub lately. Great. Have you ever seen Galaxy Quest? Yes. Okay. Oh. And Johnny Casino, one of my favorite performances in the movie, he looks like a Hollywood Shane McGowan. I know neither of you get that reference. (laughs) Uh, And he's played by Richard Edson, who has unfortunately not been in a lot. Although he was a garage attendant in Ferris Bueller's Day. There it is. That's right, yes. He's in something else that I really love. Yeah, he's he's one of the people who I know, I know, I know. Let's not get into the Matthew Broderick thing. Drives the car over the ramp with the Star Wars music playing in the background. Yes, when I was a little girl, I used to watch that movie over and over again, and I absolutely loved that so much. It's a great moment. It was prior to all of the other (laughs) movies. Okay, (laughs) per your wishes, we will not bring up the fact that Matthew Broderick killed two women in Ireland. (laughs) Great, You're great, not great job! That childhood. Great job or respecting Spring's that. wishes, Brad. <laughs> I don't like that movie anyway. I think Ferris Bueller is a jerk. That's okay. Well, we don't need sort to talk of is, about it. But the jerks are the people that are always super popular for no reason anyway. Okay, we don't need to talk. We don't need to litigate Ferris Bueller or Matt, Matthew Broderick at this time. Okay. <laughs> Lufkin is looking for Looney, who owes him money because he lost on the Packers. Seventy-five to ten, really. Seventy-five to ten. That's like my husband and son went to um, a doubleheader mm-hmm. Orioles baseball game many years ago. Yeah, um, it was a double a doubleheader. I cannot emphasize this to you enough. And I was watching the bottom line on ESPN because I stayed home and I was, you know, trying to keep up with the score. And it was yeah. like ten to three, mm-hmm. thirteen to three. Oh no! Seventeen <laughs> to three. And I said, "This isn't real." And we didn't have cell phones. 
and I was like, this isn't this isn't real. This is a freaking football score. Like this yeah, is yeah, not yeah. a real thing. The Orioles lost thirty three to three. Whoa! It was the first game in a double header. It was Whoa! the first game in a double header, and they stayed for the second game. It's uh, like so when I heard that seventy five to ten. Yeah, I hear that seventy five <laughs> to ten, and that's it's that otherworldly where you think that score could never happen. It, there are instances, obviously, in sports where crazy things like talking that about happen. magical realism. Yeah, jeez, so, uh, it was unbelievable <laughs> to me. The first game in a doubleheader. Did they project Schindler's List on the outfield? Just- <laughs> Just to make it more of a tragedy? Max, no. Max said eventually the people, the Orioles fans, were, were cheering because the Rangers just kept hitting, um, I think it was the Rangers, kept hitting home runs. Wow. And he said eventually the Orioles fans were just like, good on ya. you. Know? Well, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, we don't have anybody on our team apparently, so we'll just root for yours. Like, there was nothing else to, what can you do? You know, you're kicking our asses, but you're doing it with style. Yeah. I gotta give it to you. Well, after, it's record-breaking. <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm part of history. That's true. That's that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Trotter goes looking for Looney. He finds him selling blood. Looney keeps insisting that that Trotter screwed him over. Wait, mm-hmm. wait, wait. Okay. The, one of my most favorite things is in the bar right before that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Evangeline says she's yes. really cheesed off. Yes. Why this is where say cheesed off? Ev- Evangeline, you can say it. You I have know, that power. I, up until it, this it, moment in the movie, I Evangeline, can put it on your tombstone if you'd like. No. Uh, Evangeline, she died cheesed off. <laughs> Evangeline is the name of the 19-year-old girlfriend of Cynthia, Sid that, yeah, we, we, that we mentioned Nixon. earlier. And she has been so quiet and just like following Sid around and being okay. She and clearly now, wasn't part of this world. He, yeah. She's a naive waif that he her, picked up. Her she has braces. gets caught in her braces yes. at one point. And in between scenes, she has turned into a hard yeah. gambler. In one of my favorite moments in the entire movie, she's just like, I'm really cheesed off. off. Really cheesed off. I have expected her to pull... off of the horse. Yeah. yeah. I have expected her to pull out a giant stogie and just be like, I'm just, I just, it really cheeses me off. smoking by the end. Yeah. I have half a mind to go down to the bank and get out all of my money. Yes. Yeah. And at the end, she says, all 200 of my dollars. That's right. Um, she's she's, she's something gone I want to through, say about that at the end. Don't absolutely. forget. Okay. She's gone through uh, a journey in between she scenes. She has. Yeah. Yeah. I would almost like to see a movie of that character where she's what? just like, she gets rooked in by this. And Sid is, is very young, probably not much older than Evangeline, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. he's very uh, guys and dolls doubt. He's in the yes. suit. He's, yeah, he's clearly, a, at one point he's talking about the beer, how the head contains all, all, the the all, the, all the vitamins. All the vitamins. Your A's, your B's, your C's. <laughs> She's like, oh, you're so smart. So. Uh, it's it's a great, it's a wonderful little subplot. It is, it's, and he it looks is a sort of sleazy, subplot. but he he really seems to care for her. Absolutely, he unhooks her necklace he from her braces very delicately. In the yeah. opening scene, there's almost like a sort of a fear that you're like, is, is he taking advantage yes, of her? Exactly. And then by this scene, that it turns it around. We're like, no, he he does, she doesn't need protection from him. He needs protection from her <laughs> because again, ultimately, is a feel good movie. Yes, yeah. Trotter keeps insisting that, uh, or Looney keeps insisting that Trotter screwed him over. Yes. Even though that was clearly not true. No. And again, this is why the movie is on Trotter's side, because people unfairly accuse him of stuff like this. Like, yeah. we we mm-hmm. feel for him, because... He does try and deny Looney three times in the in the jockey club, but then he finds out what situation he's actually in, and he does turn around at that point. Well, the cock didn't crow, so it doesn't fulfill Jesus' That's prophecy. That's true. That's very true. On the way out, Trotter tries to give the nurse 
uh, twenty dollars. Tell me as rare blood. Tell me as rare blood. Give him this twenty instead of the regular ten. And she says his blood is rare. He gets seventy five. Takes the money yes, back. Yes. That was a mo from the Three Stooges moment. I love <laughs> that it. Was, so, it's like Curly has a rare form of blood that's curing all kinds of different cancers. It's like, well, he owes me money. <laughs> and again. Kind of a jerk move, taking back the money he was trying to give to his friend. No, that was... But, but Looney is being exactly, so awful to him. Exactly. And it, Looney clearly is responsible for his mm-hmm. own... 100%. But again, this is a moment that could make Trotter seem like a jerk, but really sure. he's being reasonable and... This moment didn't bother me in terms of that stuff. It was... It was mostly, in terms of uh, him being a jerk, it was mostly the stuff with his wife. The stuff, This stuff with Looney, I thought was just... Classic, classic old, old-fashioned comedy, right? Gotcha. There. Yeah. Pam comes to the jockey club. She mm-hmm. tries to get the money from Trotter, which becomes a shouting match. Mm-hmm. She says, "Can't you just watch the horses run around the track?" <laughs> and everybody <laughs>, laughs at her. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know. I kind of understand because we've watched the horses run around the track, and it's hard to see a lot of it. Yes. Uh, so there's not a whole it. lot of enjoyment to be like you're not you can, invested in it if you're not exactly. Uh, but I suppose see. But again, she doesn't buy into this world or any she, of exactly. That. And so, her she's reasonable in her yeah, mind. Yeah, you could root for a horse and not have money riding on it. You, you can just watch the pretty horses run. Yes. Just like you root for a baseball team and you don't necessarily exactly. have to put money on them. Right. Uh, I get and, it. Yeah. I get it. Trotter leaves saying he's going to take his shoes off elsewhere to get the money. Mm-hmm. But instead he sneaks off to the bedding window. And here mm-hmm. I can see definitely the Trotter being a jerk because as soon as you go behind your wife's back, get- imagine if Gup took, let's mm-hmm. say, $18,000 and bet it on ultimate Frisbee competition. <laughs> that would be a problem. <laughs> So, so here's here here's more my problem with it is I don't necessarily mind Jay going behind his wife's back like obviously that's not a good thing to do yeah but in the context of the movie he's an irrational person he's Daffy Duck I'm fine with him doing irrational bad things I'm more anno- I was more annoyed by this coming at, after a scene where she tries to put him in this place and everybody backs him up. It feels like the movie is being like, "Oh, that that nasty wife getting in the way of his fun," kind of a thing. Uh, I see what you're saying. She just yeah. doesn't fit in there in that world or understand no, it doesn't. in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. To the eighteen thousand dollar point, though, really, he only took he only took a hundred dollars, right? He started with a hundred dollars. He, he gave he started, fifty to him. Yeah. And he kept fifty, correct? But now he has two thousand some. But he didn't take thousands of dollars from them he took one hundred dollars true so the other money isn't like you can in your head say it's not it's, it's not real you know what i mean like oh it, okay. that money is never really your you well, know you can you can no, justify money isn't real well it isn't real <laughs> it, is, it is fake but it is but do you understand what i'm saying no like, i understand what you're saying but still they now have uh twenty six hundred dollars Jay Trotter is a cab driver. We don't know what Terry Gar does. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe they really need this money. They probably really do need the money. So, but I don't. They need a new fridge. They say that repeatedly. Yeah, yeah they do. They yeah. do. And now I love this scene. I love this. this is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Mm-hmm. The cashier, Robbie Coltrane, is now a fan. Yes, of I Trotters. love this. It's so. Here comes the champ. Telling him he has more guts than sense. sense. I wrote that down. More uh, guts than sense. 
And Trotter find uh, he asked him what what yeah, horse are you gonna yeah, pick, yeah. and Trotter doesn't know. Mm-hmm. So ingeniously, ingeniously, this is mm-hmm. so great. He pulls as many people on the track as he can and picks the only horse that no one suggests. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. It's one of my favorite montages so because great. he just mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and you see him cross it out. You see him cross each one out. And in the, the middle, I like it, the four. The in four. the middle of it, someone goes up yours. The number one horse. The number one horse up yeah. yours. Up yours. Yeah, that uh, was a great one. And he settles on number three, Fleet. Dreams, mm-hmm. and all of the horses Trotter picks seem to have like a theme with the name, like yes. Faith Healer, Charity, Fleet Dreams. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Right. Trotter, the first tip was Charity, and yep. then he gets Faith Healer after he has the prayer where he promises he's going to quit if he oh, wins. Right. Mm-hmm. And now it, this is Fleet Dreams. Uh, just like let me let me take the chance. Yeah. Wow. Trotter stands to win $69,000 if he hits his bet. Nice. The wow. cashier asks Trotter if he doesn't want to hold a little back in case he gets hungry or thirsty. <laughs> to which Trotter doesn't say anything. He just pulls out a handful, like a couple coins. Mm-hmm. I love the repetition right there. $48, $50 win tickets on the three horse in the seventh race. They say it over and over again. Yeah, 48 yeah. 50 So you want $48, $50 win on the three horse. And he... I love it when Robbie Coltrane does the math, and he mm-hmm. he he's going to say something, and then he pauses for a second and keeps muttering for a little bit, and then mm-hmm. Robbie Coltrane. Enough. Everyone in this movie is fantastic. Every single person. Robbie Coltrane is probably my favorite. Yeah. Johnny Casino is great, but he's not in enough to really be. Sure. Um, my after, favorite is still Looney. <laughs> I mean, Looney's a main he's character great. as far as yeah. the side characters. Oh, scars. Okay. After the tickets print, the cashier offers Strutter a lucky strike. The clicking is so awesome, though. <laughs> they can only hear that sound, and it's just sort of echoing, mm-hmm. because that's how that moment would be, the finality yeah. of it. Yeah, it's like, oh, we can't take it back now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We we weren't high rollers. We obviously weren't betting thousands of dollars. <laughs> no. So whenever we got a ticket, it was always one. But I wonder mm-hmm. if they still print multiple tickets, or if it's just the I one. I wondered that as well, because there, there was, well, you had to go to a special window. Yeah. I don't even know that they had I, anything like that there. Yeah. I don't know. Offers him a cigarette. Offers him a cigarette. Uh, and the music is so slow right so here. So it's, it's the eye of the storm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cashier gets kind of introspective, yeah. and the whole track seems still. Like, everyone's watching Trotter yeah. lay this bet. He says, you're the greatest I've ever seen. You're the greatest. He's the champ. He's the greatest he's ever seen. And he's going to tell his grandchildren about him. My favorite line in the film. So he he won a bet. He won another bet. He didn't bet when he wanted to bet and didn't lose right and now he's placing another bet and he's the greatest this man has ever seen because he keeps letting Letting it ride ride. okay and they're the long they're the long shot horses like these horses in many cases should not win and nobody in their right mind would just keep letting it ride clearly he didn't look like a 50 dollar win ticket guy right from the beginning this is a 50 dollar window Mm -hmm. like not not where he belongs not wherever and it's now he's just winning these excessive he's not losing the other thing is he's not losing either it's not like he's winning losing winning losing right 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 when he bets he just keeps going he wins and And he's not he's not hedging his bets like if I hit when we were at the track. Sometimes I would just, uh, okay, give me $10 on this, give me $3 on this, split it up. Mm-hmm, Sometimes I would mm-hmm. get the payout. If I won like over 20 bucks, I would never be like, I would get that money. Like even 20 bucks I wouldn't let ride. Mm-hmm. Trotter just keeps thousands of dollars mm-hmm. letting it. Meanwhile, my husband was texting me when I told him that I won. He was like, you got to let it ride. And I was like, <laughs> uh, 
I'm not letting fifty nine and that fifty nine dollars I couldn't imagine yeah. letting right because I don't I didn't know what I was doing. But then again, mm-hmm. the beauty of it he, is he doesn't know what he's doing either. That's also why I love yeah. it so much. It's not like mm-hmm. he's some sort of expert on this. He is using the same sort of methods that I would use. And again, it's just part of Trotter's great day. It's part of this heightened reality. It's part of this yes. this magical realism where it's like you won three bets. You're the best I've ever seen. <laughs> it, it, it's just it's just it's just part of the aura of his great day. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter because it's hilarious. It's wonderful. And it's so... Robbie Coltrane is so earnest in this role. Like, mm-hmm. And it's wonderful that he was won over slowly. Yes. It wouldn't mean anything if he was rooting from him from the exactly. beginning. Exactly. Like, hope the you get your long shot. No, yeah. he was mm-hmm. like, go to another window. Yeah. Right. It's... I love it. And this, right after this, when the security guard... Oh, my God. It's so wonderful. The music comes back, and he turns around and has the security guard with him, and everyone is just applauding. Yeah, the... The the, oh, the security guard is one of my favorite characters in the movie. Yes. <laughs> yes, he's so good. He's wonderful. Um, uh, the cashier assigns a cop who... Are the, the same cop who arrested Trotter. Yes. Uh, to be his guard. Mm-hmm. I love this character. I love the interplay between him and Trotter. Yes. The cop's name is Reardon. He's uh, played by John Roselius, who was in Lost Highway. Oh, fun. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, he hasn't done a lot of other stuff. I'm assuming he was a very small part in Lost Highway, but he's fantastic in this. He really is. He is so good. Yeah. As Trotter leaves the window, the crowd parts, as you said, mm-hmm. and oh, an old lady kisses him. I- <laughs> Again, like Mr. Jackpots, Mr. Jack. Again, yeah. it's it's all ridiculous. Mm-hmm, that's what mm-hmm. makes it funny. But and that's, makes it so fun. And it's so beautiful. It you, is. That's what like, you want to have happen, don't you? Just want to have a really good day, exactly, and have like, other people appreciate your to really be good day. So lucky that mm-hmm. you are beautiful to others. Yes. <laughs> um, he returns to the jockey club to tell Pam he placed a bet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which does not go over well. No, it as does you not. Imagine. She announces plans to end the marriage and storm out. And she says what he predicted she would say earlier in the movies: "I'm going to tell my lawyer to go for your balls." Yes. Yeah. Actually, she says that earlier on the phone. That's right. Yeah. Well, uh, Fleet Dreams wins. Vicky she is. Yeah, Vicky. You want to tell? She's her? well. I like when she says she's pert. If you like. <laughs> Literally everything that comes out of Jennifer Tilly's mouth in this movie is the funniest thing in the yeah. world. And after Fleet Dreams wins, uh, Vicky is so excited, she uh, leaps onto Trotter, knocks him over into a table. Mm-hmm. Now, apparently, the original script called for Jennifer Tilly to pop out of her top. I, you know, I wrote that right after you. The we're skipping the, the old lady that... That sort of ogles him, and oh, she's yeah. trying to hold back her cough. And <laughs> yeah, she's smoking, yeah, so yeah. She's doing that grimacey thing, and it's super creepy. Yeah, yes. Um, but yeah, no. I said I wonder if they needed extra takes. Did she pop out because she's cheering so hard for his horse, and that yes. press is easily it's, just above the nipple. I was it's thinking very there's tight. no way. It's, I was yeah. thinking that in the in the ending she, race scene because she is bouncing she, up and down, and, screaming at the horse. Agreed. And I guess by then I was like, well, she didn't pop out the first time. But I hear yeah. I even though I've seen the movie a number of times, right. I seriously You're still am kind of looking for it. You got the magnifying you know, glass please out. Please don't let that, see. you know. <laughs> honey, you know. But, but apparently that right, was supposed not. to happen. But Jennifer mm-hmm. Tilly said, hey, what if we don't? Good Which for her. I always love. I always yeah. love yeah. when an actress is willing to defend Stand up her own for herself. body. Yeah. Sure. And a director is willing to listen and say, okay, you're not comfortable with it. Let's not do it. Right. Another thing that makes me love this movie and Joe Pitka more, mm-hmm. that uh, he's just willing to be like, yeah, let's scrap it. You don't want you don't want to pop out? You're not going to pop out. Mm-hmm. 
I think it would have been a bad choice if they had her popped out. It, because just because I think that the movie has such a a Looney Tunes sort of vibe to it that I think that that would give it that would push it into like an adult space that the movie hasn't earned at that point in the film. I wouldn't want her objectified in that way. I mean, you do care about her. Yeah. You care about her by the end of the movie. She has an arc. Yeah. She does. And to just have that happen really cheapens. It, it, it turns it into a different movie for it does. way too short of a time for it to matter. I agree. It is a movie about quote unquote low people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kind of people who go to horse tracks mm-hmm. in our minds. Right. Yeah. Um, but that would just, like you're saying, lower the movie. Like, make it cheap. Yeah. yeah. It's a movie about cheap people, but it's not a cheap movie. Like, uh, mm-hmm. tonally, it's not cheap. Agreed. Sure. This is the God Likes Me. Yes. Uh, she's screaming. <laughs> Trotter is shouting and cussing. He's making this huge scene. God love... He does the Susan Lucci... No, it's not Susan Lucci. It's Sally Fields. Sally Field. yes. You like yes. me. You really like me. Mm-hmm. God likes me! Yeah. He really likes me! And Again, Richard that... Dreyfus kills this performance. He's awesome. so good. I, I feel like Richard Dreyfus never got to stretch these cartoony legs enough. Like I, I feel like he's always on the verge of a stroke. Again, it's, it's between tomorrow. No, Richard no, Dreyfus is going to have a no! stroke. Say it. No, don't do that. We'll blame, I will honestly ah, I feel my guilty. Brain's bleeding. <laughs> between this and what about Bob? He really is the lost Looney Tune. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He should have been in Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, a new really, legacy. He should have been. Oh my God! He <laughs> should if, have. What if LeBron James was just randomly friends with Richard Dreyfus? <laughs> right. Like that was his best friend. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus is his grumpy neighbor who's like always making snide remarks about. And shit. like Richard Dreyfus brings over the Jaws shark to show his kids, and he's like, "I still have it." <laughs> So Richard Dreyfus just plays Richard Dreyfus yes. the way Bill Murray plays Bill Murray. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Come into the back room. I have Robert Shaw's skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> this is the token F word part. I feel like in every movie up until I don't know when it stopped, but it there hasn't really, actually stopped. They no, keep doing it. There seemed to be a period of time where anytime there was a PG thirteen movie, they wanted mm-hmm. to have at least one F word. No, yeah. they definitely still do that. Because they're allowed one. They're allowed one. But there's more than one in this one, and that's where I was. Oh. Because he says it How'd here, they get away with and that? then the Johnny Casino character says it. That's right. right well, now. Johnny Casino is a magical being. Right, we don't count him. I'm yet. sure Richard Dreyfus <laughs> came into the MPAA screen and was like, <laughs> Hey, guys, you just need to let me say the F word. Just, 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 just let me say it. <laughs> now the crowd has turned against Trotter, mm-hmm. and he gets kicked out of the jockey club. But before that... In a very commercial move, he blows a raspberry and absolutely horrifies the entire crowd. Yeah. Yes. And they're like, oh yes. my god! Yes. It's, it, they're so fickle, and he just accepts mm-hmm. it. He yeah. just immediately accepts it, and yeah, he's just... I have a feeling Trotter is used to getting thrown out of places. I do oh. too, and yeah. I don't feel like he's used to people who are specific, like particularly loyal. Or I mean, the the world yeah, that he exactly. lives in is like it's I said, it's a very fickle world. It's been so. established that your friends are just going to be like, "You jerk!" It's easy come, easy go. Exactly, just like gambling. Yes. So, uh, is there any su- supposed to be any sort of upstairs, downstairs sort of message to this about like his friends being better than these upper class? Because especially, they spend a lot of time making Jennifer Tilly's boyfriend out to be the worst. So, is, is there any kind of upstairs-downstairs thing going on there? Or is it just sort of, like you say, easy come, easy go kind I of thing? I think come, it's just easy come, easy go. I don't think this is a message movie. I don't think it's trying to say much, aside from that. I didn't mean necessarily message as much as, like, you know, in, in a... 
the kind of character that Jay Trotter is supposed to be. He's again like like the Three Stooges or Abbott and Costello. He's de- he's he's wearing this this crappy gray suit. He's crappy, okay? Sure. He's wearing this crappy uh, this is crappy gray suit, and he's got the mustache. He's this very sort of Charlie Chaplin esque figure. And in in that works in the movie's universe, but yeah. that's the kind of the the vibe that he's bringing. And generally, in those types of movies, the their brush with the upper crust is always very brief and is just there to show that these people are just as much jerks as everybody else. I think it's just to show the sort of arc for Trotter where he's like, I'm at what I feel is Mount Olympus. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is the height of luxury, the Jockey Club. Oh crap! I said some cusses, and now I have to leave. <laughs> so I was unduly excited over my whim. Yes. Trotter tells Reardon, the the cop, <laughs> that he's hiring for the rest of the day, and if anyone tries anything funny, he should shoot him. Shoot him on sight. <laughs> shoot him on sight. Shoot him on sight. Oh my god! Uh, immediately after, Looney jumps out in a ski mask. Yeah. <laughs> and right after that, Johnny Casino shows up to collect from Looney. And I didn't write any of Johnny Casino's lines down, but his delivery, his oh character is God. so perfect. He's just this grease ball where he's like, hey, you owe me money. Yeah. And he plays it with such, like, confidence. Like, he's yeah. just, he's the worst person in the world, but he's just so, so at home with who he is. Exactly. It's like when Michael Clark Duncan played played a villain. He's just so at home with his, with his nastiness. Trotter agrees to pay Looney's debt. Mm-hmm. Trotter gets his payout, but as he does so, he's mentally going through. It's layered, so as the as he's counting, as Robbie Coltrane's counting the money up, mm-hmm. Richard Dreyfus is spending it. So yes. that by the end, he says, "I'm broke." Do you do this when you get money? When you, uh, I'm sure it's direct deposit for you, but do you when you either of you mm-hmm. when you get money? Are you like, okay, this needs to go to this, this needs to go to this, or are you just like, I have money. With my ADHD, numbers have very little meaning to me, so no, I can't do that. I, I wish I could. I, I don't think I ever received in my hand an actual paycheck. I think it's always been direct deposit. Really? Like, I don't think I've ever had a choice. Okay. And so it really isn't money is not real. Like, it goes in yeah. there and like it's mentally I know there's a number mm-hmm. of, yeah, and it just yeah. gets transferred. Very rarely am I holding it in my hand. He declares he's broke. Yep. After he just won sixty nine thousand mm-hmm. dollars, uh, he tries to weasel out of paying Looney's debt. I love yes. it how the how low the parking tickets are on the list the first time when he goes through <laughs> to spend the money at the very end. It's like parking tickets. Those little things are funny. Yes, uh, but he does anyway because Trotter is ultimately a good man mm-hmm. who stands by his terrible friend. Who curses him even after he tried to help him? Again, it's a very sort of Mo from Three Stooges or Abbott from Abbott and Costello moment where he's like, eh, okay, fine. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Reardon and Trotter go back to the bar. One of my favorite moments. I love it. Reardon posts up and talks about how he is gifted with peripheral, peripheral vision. vision. Yes. And he can see everything in the bar. There's a man throwing up on the billiards table. He can see there's his ears. A, there's a, he can see his ears. There's a fly on the cash box. It reminds me so much of the part from the Royal Tannenbaums with Dudley when he oh, comes like, out and he says, there's, there's a, a dent in, in the car, car and another one here yeah, and here. here. And I don't know why that has always been hilarious to me, but that is one of my favorite parts of if, Royal Tannenbaums. And that's this what this is, reminds me. Trotter calls Pam, who has decided to become an alcoholic. <laughs> that's how she's going to deal with it. <laughs> that's it's how she's going. It's very practical. She loves yes. Trotter too much yep. to mm-hmm. go away. So Aww. she's just going to become an alcoholic. Poor Pam. Uh... Billy, have yes. you ever decided to become an alcoholic? I've thought about it. 
Yeah, you should do it. I should do it? It's pretty great. I mean, another round made it seem really cool. Another round makes it seem pretty great, except for that dude who jumps in the ocean. Except for that dude who jumps in... Yeah, that's the only thing that this movie is missing from another round. Well, one, it's missing the more far more grounded tone of another round. And, and a also, dance number. And, and a dance... Oh my god, this movie needs a dance number. Do you think Dickie Dreyfus can dance? Absolutely, Dickie yes. Dreyfus can dance. Oh my god. Um... He dances in something. What is he dancing? I want to see him dance. Isn't he in a musical? Doesn't he dance? Does he dance in Moon Over Parador when he's that plays? Did you ever see Moon Over Parador? I've seen part of it. Um, because he, they get him to be the dictator. Like he dresses no, up I, like the, yeah. yeah. Doesn't he have to dance with um? Oh know. my God, her name just went out of my head. I, I you know who I mean? The, mm, she died. It doesn't matter. He's Jaja Gabor. No. I feel like he has to dance with her in that. Am I making that up? I, I have no clue. I I've bought that movie like a year ago. I haven't. I haven't watched it. I bought. I watched Let It Ride, and then Moon Over Parador just sat. Um, plus, nobody will watch these movies with Aww. me at home. So, no. Max no. likes Let It Ride. Yeah, but I had to watch it first and be like, "Okay, Max, listen. I'm pretty sure you're gonna like this movie. You it's gotta, about you, gambling. You gotta watch it." But Moon Over Parador is a further jump. I feel like True. he has to dance with her. I cannot think of a strap mm-hmm. that, so I can't think of her name. But anyway, I hope Dickie Dreyfus is an undercover Christopher Walken. And just <laughs> I feel like he can dance. I really feel like he can. D- I feel like I've seen him dance in something. I really feel strongly about this, and I don't. Spring. Know why. Serious question. Oh. If we go to L.A. and we perform a sting operation where you seduce Richard Dreyfus, <laughs> this is not a thing no, you don't. You don't have to do anything untoward with him. Just get him to dance. Get him out on the dance floor. I don't dance, like, Brad. Just string him along. I don't dance at all. I haven't, I can't even tell you the last time that I even slow danced anywhere with anyone. Okay. Well, I had to dance at the last rehearsal. Next time I'm at at karaoke, we're going to dance. No, I don't dance. You're going to dance. I don't dance. I don't, people have been trying to get me to dance at karaoke for 20 years. I don't dance. Okay. I just, I just found an article where Richard Dreyfuss says he can't sing or dance just days before quitting the London stage production of the producers in 2004. I think he's lying. Uh-huh. I think he's too good of a dancer for this world. Uh, I you're think probably would, right. I think it would be like unlocking the seventh seal. When he's done on the phone, everyone wants to know what Trotter is going to do with it, the cash. He decides to go home, picking up a gold necklace on the way mm-hmm. to give to Pam, who is passed out dead drunk. Yes. Trotter tests his luck. Well, he tries to show... First, he tries to show her the box of money, and she is too passed out. Yes. To she, care. Is, she is dead to the world. She's like having a problem he tests his luck by cutting a deck of cards and Mm -hmm. trying to predict the card he will pull uh five of clubs and it is the five of clubs Mm -hmm. which is a sign that he needs to go back to the track right music yes yes and that is truly Giorgio Moroder score I I almost wish that they had taken this a little bit even farther where like even like small Little things outside of his gambling would have gone right for him over the course of the film. He'd be like, "That's weird. That's why everyone in this room got pooped on by a bird except me." Like, just I, that's a bad example, but just that's like, a terrible example. But just like throwing like little things in there that that would have sh- that would have added to the magicalness of of it. I I, I think that could have been cool. I I enjoy with. the understated. I enjoy the just simple like a deck of cards here. I'm going to cut it. Yeah, but when when you get to a part in the movie where the guy's breaking through a door like George Reeves' Superman, like the subtlety is kind of already gone. It is, but that's what I like about this movie is it doesn't necessarily increase in its absurdity. It mm-hmm. just maintains this level. Like yeah. the breaking through the door is the peak. 
mm-hmm. but everything else is pretty. It sort of varies, but it's not a huge variance. Okay. He goes back to the bar where he's given a hero's welcome. Yep. Have you ever gone into a place and gotten this sort of welcome? Not that sort of welcome, but there are very... When I hadn't been at karaoke or Sons of Italy for a bunch of months when I came in, like, somebody went, Hey, look! And they all went, It's Spring! And they all, all, like, went... Everybody knows your name. It felt like Norm, for real. (laughs) I did. So I suppose, it's a good feeling, feeling like Norm ain't it, yeah. I suppose Norm is one of the... You don't want to be a cliff. <laughs> but, like, Norm still has his issues. You're you're very happy that everyone knows knows your name, and then at the same time, you suddenly also are just really hating your wife right now. Oh, my Didn't God. Didn't even have a wife, but you're just so really hating your wife. It's so crazy that you would say that, because um, people keep... It keeps coming up that nobody has met my husband. And someone <laughs> somebody, Somebody said to me the other day, I think he's like Staphylopagus. <laughs> um, I don't think he really exists. And now I kind of am feeling a weird norm vibe. Because people, people are like, is Gup even real? Oh, my God. Because it keeps if, happening. Like, I meet oh people God. and then he, he never goes into that context. And, you know, they're like, well, when's your husband going to come to a Cutters game? Or when, you oh, know. Wow. Gup doesn't go to Cutters? Not for several years. And no, he doesn't. He likes baseball. I don't know what to tell you. I can't explain these I things. Don't. But this is kind of, like, it's. Fairly, people will say like, "Oh, I'm gonna get to, I'm gonna meet Gup then, or he'll be at if, this." And I'm like, "No, he doesn't go to. We're calling you out, Gup. We're calling you out, Gup. They think he's not real. I know it will never happen. But if Gup ever goes to karaoke, <laughs> he will not. I I know begged. he won't. I know he won't. <laughs> I know he won't. We're talking about a hypothetical. Okay. Mm-hmm. If he ever does, tell me. I will come. I will take the next day off work. I will call in sick. <laughs> I need to see Gup this uncomfortable. <laughs> I, that's all it would be. He that's all it sing. would be. He's he a wonderful be. singer. Is he? Yes, he's a wonderful. Is boy. he? He's a wonderful. Is he well, Castrati? Well, he's completely fictional, so he can be whatever she wants I, him to be. People really, I think, are starting to think. But no, he can really sing, and we, you know, we sing all the time in the car and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's a good singer, but he, um, no, he will not. There were years that karaoke took place on our anniversary, and I was like, please, or even on my birthday. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't want a gift. I don't want to just come to just karaoke come. with me. Yeah. Tell Gup if he ever comes, he and I will do a duet. I don't think that <laughs> we'll that's do islands in the stream. The <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trotter gives the patrons of the bar a proposition. Mm-hmm. They all pull all their money together yeah. and they all bet it on a horse because Trotter's hot. Trotter yeah. can't lose. Yeah. So everyone's sharing his success, and none of them go for it. Which I find it was it was interesting that everyone the, he's, he he does it in stages where he's like let's put all of our money together and they're like yeah all of them, like, yeah 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 and Which, then he's like and then we bet it all and then they all walk away they, and I'm they, like what did you think exactly, you were gonna do I know yeah exactly with that what giant did you pile think this of money yeah. we're gonna get all our money together and we're gonna roll in it yeah I know. <laughs> communism they're gonna equally divide exactly <laughs> we're gonna pull it all into a healthcare plan. <laughs> Right Come, comrades. Is, they're literally saying, now that's a man. And, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, and they're saying things like, hey, we're going to pick you up when it's over, as if they don't even really believe exactly. he's going to, he's surely going to piss gonna it fuck. all, he's going to piss it all away. Right. Remember that. But this, I wrote uh, that too. All seem to expect what? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That. And, yeah. Um, they, they turn on so fast, I'm surprised there wasn't a record, record scratch. And again, this is why yeah. I yeah. feel like it's okay that Trotter is a jerk because. Most of the people around him are jerks who aren't willing to, like... He's constantly being like, 
here's the tip, at least to Looney. Mm-hmm. And guys, I can't lose. Let's all do this. Like, he's giving them the opportunity, and he eventually, spoiler alert, does win. Mm-hmm. They could have gotten in on that as well. Like, sure. he is yes. not, he, he tries to Yes, give. he does. Mm-hmm. He really does. And so he leaves alone. No, yes. he's, he's, a, um, he's a much nicer person in this third act than he was for the rest of the movie. Trotter leaves the bar to stroll the track grounds. He tells Reardon to stay, and Reardon freezes in place. <laughs> he just and it cuts back to him later, and he's still just standing still. <laughs> God bless uh, this actor who looks a little like Kevin Nealon. He does look a little like Kevin Nealon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, Spring. Sorry, <laughs> Richard Dreyfus, Robert Shaw, <laughs> Kevin Nealon. <laughs> um, try. Uh, I get the feeling that this this cop character would be played by Dave Bautista if this movie was made today. I can see that. I have very good peripheral vision. (laughs) Nothing gets past me. Nothing gets past me. I would catch it. My reflexes are too fast. Another one of my favorite lines coming up. Uh, Vicky comes up behind Trotter, Mm -hmm. covers his eyes, and says, Guess who? And he says, A football Football salesman. salesman. (laughs) (laughs) It's... Kind of a dirty joke. It's, it, but it's so it's fu- fine. It's so funny. <laughs> it is yeah. funny. Um, it's and I I wrote that she's in this scene. She's equally pure and dirty at the same time. Yes. Which is Jennifer Tilly's whole thing. Like, yes, that's the baby voice with yes. the body. It's it's she's seriously like the way that she is like willing to sleep with him. Exactly because you know? that's what happens. She very earnestly comes to yep. Trotter and is like. I think you're funny, and I, I just yeah. want to say you, I would you like go to, to bed go to bed me. with you. Yeah. And, and again, here's where the nice guy Trotter really shines through. He mm-hmm. says, he he breaks the fourth wall. He turns the camera and says, "Aren't I having, having a great a very, day?" He says, "I'm having a very I'm good very good day." Yeah, I, I love a good too. fourth wall break. Yep, I wrote and then he turns down. back to Vicky, and without hesitation, aside mm-hmm. from the fourth wall break, he's like, "I'm in love with my wife." Mm-hmm. It's nice to receive attention sometimes. Sure. Like, you can receive attention sure. and not do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. And again, Trotter is a schlub. Yes. Like, he does not get this kind of attention. He's having a very good day. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, he is not going to cheat on his wife. No, and even earlier when they're both running their feet up his legs or whatever, it's not like he's doing anything to really, like, exactly. invite that other than it. people who are confident and lucky are attractive. Exactly. You know, and so he's... And he doesn't... I mean, it's, he doesn't seem to overly respond to it other than kind of uh, uh, uncomfortably, you know, be in that moment. And she's mm. great. I love that whole part when she's she like, is... nothing ventured, nothing <laughs> ventured. <laughs> Jennifer Tilly in this movie, There's there's been a big push to uh, reclaim the word bimbo and make it, it's, it's now like a subculture, like a, where people want to be bimbos. And the way that that word is defined in in that subculture today is the personification of who Jennifer Tilly is in this movie. Yeah, like you're talking about the the sexually confident and yet not at all in a sleazy way. No, it's sort of just she's very she just she knows what she wants. She's going to venture, and if uh, if the venture doesn't venture, it doesn't venture. So she she, she goes back and attack Trotter. Like no. again, it's not a thing where it's like. We're gonna, in a we're much gonna lesser make you laugh because of reverse sexual assault. No, and she right. really, is, she says, "I just thought I'd ask." That's all. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And she's she's very understanding, and it's a good blueprint for consent. We really missed out on the fact that she's when she was young and in this uh, 
age that she is in this movie that she ne- we never got to see Jennifer Tilly's Harley Quinn. Oh, that she would have been, been amazing. Great. She would have been amazing in that part. Uh, Looney comes up to ask Trotter what he's going to do. They're at the stables, and um, uh, Trotter doesn't know. Looney says, "Whatever you, you do, do, don't, don't bet, bet on, on that horse. horse. It looks like it's, it's blind, blind or something." And of course, because Looney is the unluckiest man in the world, mm-hmm. Trotter goes, I'm betting that horse. Well, first, he looks over at the horse, and the horse gives him the most sexually suggestive look a horse has ever given a man in any movie. He just he turns around, the hair is flowing like Fabio. It the, Once again, he's in that magical yes, realm yes. That, the, that the lady at the Greasy Spoon was in. And it's named Hot to Trot. And it's Hot to Trot, <laughs> there like the Bobcat Goldthwait movie. Well, it's Trotter. <laughs> Yeah, no. It's, I, yeah, yeah no, it is like I saw that movie in the theater too. I need to see that movie because I'm a big Bobcat. Have you ever seen Shakes the Clown? No, but I have. I saw Hot to Trot in the theater. I need to see Hot to Trot. I'm sure it's not a winner. But... Burgess Meredith is always. Oh, funny. I love Burgess oh. Meredith. But yeah, the horse looks at him, and I, I wrote down best horse acting I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. I think there should be an animal Oscars. I agree. Uh, the dog from the thing. Absolutely, the dog from the thing deserves all the awards. Uh, he deserves a people Oscar. He was he, so good. True. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Trotter ap- approaches the betting window, mm-hmm. the cashier downs a handful of aspirin yes. <laughs> and wipes his flop s- sweat and warns Trotter he might faint. But yeah, I may faint, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the amount is too big for the ticket machine to handle. Mm-hmm. So they go to the counting, counting room. room. Oh. Yeah. I this is this was the scene where I was. Well, then like, he says, "Let it ride." He says, yes. "What are you going to do?" And he says, "Let it ride. ride," and that's when he says, "Counting room." Where the cartoonish vibe of this movie finally kind of worked for me was in when they went to the counting room, and it's, it's, it's it felt like the luggage man scene from Joe versus yes. the volcano. You where see like, the sheet crying. Yes, yeah. there's, there's, there's a sheet crying in the corner, and it's just like it's this it's this big magical place. Where they have to go in order to do the real tickets. Yeah, and uh, Robbie Coltrane is clearly like overcome with yeah. the religious ecstasy <laughs> of this <laughs> moment where <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I'm going to print out you a single ticket. <laughs> and as soon as you win, like it's going to route right through the. Like it, it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> and again, like we're approaching the very end of this movie. There's been so little conflict. I know you are not as on board as Spring and I, but like mm-hmm. throughout this entire movie, I've been engrossed. The races have been tense. Like every time, and you said this to me outside of the show, where yes. it's like the entire premise of this movie is that Trotter can't lose, right? But every race, you're like, is this it? Yeah, is because this, is this every, the one? Because all indications in the context of the movie are that yeah. he will not. They really build up every single time how much there is no way in hell that he's going to win. Sure, and they do and that's it been so. His life. Yeah. They do it so well that even though the entire premise of the movie is that he can't lose, you get just as tense as he does every single time. And even though, like in this in this part of the movie, he's got this sort of serene, I've I've come to absolve you of your sins he kind becomes of energy. Very zen. Yeah. But the minute that race starts, even he's jumping up and yeah. down and just this is <laughs> again once so again great. once I think you mentioned it earlier, like the veins about to pop out of his yeah. head. He's like screaming. He's yes. freaking out. He completely loses all of the zen that, that he's gained exactly. because yeah. the yeah. race is on. That's it. Because he's um, sweating. Robbie Coltrane's sweating, and he says, "You're very calm." And he says, "I'm going to win." Yeah. And he hugs him, and he says, "You're." Such a wonderful guy. <laughs> <laughs> and 
you know, he goes he goes through the whole thing. He says you can't put a mm-hmm. price tag on a day like that. Yeah. He talks about all the ex- the wonderful experiences that he's had through the day. And it's also not just we are taught by movies, as we were talking about, that gambling is bad and gambling will be punished. Yes. So we keep expecting for Trotter's comeuppance to come. Exactly. Right. So even though we know that does his, help, it's yeah. his lucky day. Mm-hmm. We have this outside influence that's going like, no, he has to pay. Mm-hmm. He has to pay. So uh, even though I move, learned of this movie outside of you, you're a big fan, and we we talked about it independently. And you were like, while I was watching it, you were like, did you get to the end? What would you think of the end? It's, it's it's feel good. And I was like, even though I knew it was feel good, I was still tense coming mm-hmm. into this last race. Because, again, I am taught by movies that he has to lose. Yes, right. the, the, he's going to win in some other way. Exactly. He's going to be happy, right. but it will be like He'll, he'll lose all of his money, and then his, his either his wife will take him back, or he'll end up with Jennifer Tilly. Right. And his friends will be like, well, we were there to pick you up when right. you were down, and all this yeah. stuff. I mean, and God forbid. It's like, money isn't important. Stay Stay poor, yeah, poor people. God forbid that somebody just like, okay, so we're rooting for this character, and they win. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, like it just you it when it's, it happens, people are like that's so simple, but it really doesn't happen that much. We well, honestly no. expect we are waiting for the other shoe to fall. Exactly yeah. because we have been so because there was such a long time where the underdog wins. Yeah. So now we expect the underdog to win. So they have to subvert that by making the underdog lose and there being a greater message. So we're, it's a 50-50 toss, but it's almost like playing a meta game where it's like, yes, okay, they know I expect them to win, so they're going to yeah. lose. Right. But right. Exactly. It's like the little, the mental gymnastics. <laughs> It's like the mental gymnastics you go through every time you watch a murder mystery. Is like, okay, that guy's the guy you would least expect. Yeah, we saw him first. But so are they right. expecting that I would least expect him, and therefore exactly. it's this guy? Like, you just, it's, yeah, half the time when you're watching, if you watch it in too many movies, like we do, yeah. uh, you get to a point where you're not, like, wondering, well, oh, I wonder what this character is going to do. You're wondering, right. what does the writer expect me yeah. to expect? You're trying to game the system. Right. Yeah, exactly. And here, when they all applaud for him, when he goes down to the track, there's almost this moment where you think, well, this is this is it. Like, this, this is, is his, his big moment. This is what he got. Yeah. This is as high before the fall. Yeah, like, he, was, everybody loves him, and this is his reward. He says he, you know, he can't put a price tag on a day like that, so yeah. he saw the value in the other parts. And you think There was a moment it. where I genuinely thought this was going to have a rocky Three ending where he, the, the horses were going to be going and he was and and someone was like did did he win did he win he's like ah, it doesn't matter and then it would like go to freeze frame as the horses and, sure. and you wouldn't know yep like and like that's another very silly Hollywood thing that yeah. they do a lot You're of right. the time You're right. but no the movie managed to do to pull off this seemingly impossible plot of a man uh, winning every single time mm-hmm. and I have to give it props for that. Uh, I thought this was going to be like Rocky and that someone got a robot. <laughs> Rocky 4. Okay, I wasn't yeah. sure if it was 4 or they, 5. They get they get a robot and they take down the Soviet Union. I've never seen any Rocky. So Well, Rocky 4 is definitely the only one you need to see. Gotcha. <laughs> everyone congregates at the front of the track. Mm-hmm. Trotter tells everyone he bet 20 on the favorite. Then mm-hmm. whispers to Looney and Vicky that he bet it all on two, hot to trot. Mm-hmm. Looney turns around and, and possibly my favorite line of the movie, announces to everybody, he pissed it all away! <laughs> and they it's cacophonous. Everybody. They all ah! lose their minds. When we went to the track, this is the clip I posted before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love it. I love that everyone revels. 
and Trotter's <laughs> destructive behavior. But at the same rate, nobody would do that. Exactly. You would never. Do, and so for even just to it's watch no, somebody else do it, like to have the guts to to let it ride. Exactly. Is, no, it's is more that feeling. Whatever he had to do to do that is more than any of us will ever. It's do. like the train wreck effect, where it's just the, just like. I'm gonna watch this thing happen. Yeah. It's gonna be bad. Yeah. So I'm I'm sitting here between literally between these two super fans of Let It Ride, just talking about this movie that I didn't see and how amazing it was. I feel so left out. <laughs> well, that's a shame. Yeah. Uh, not every movie is for everybody. Not every movie is for everybody. It's, I just I, I I I feel like I need to watch this movie again because you guys are talking about this 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 thing that I didn't get, and I've, I've I feel like oh man I I need this this sounds like. Just, you know what just I th- a messiah of a film. I you gotta know what go back I think and watch it is, it. Billy. I think Spring and Hodorowski's I... Let It Ride. I think Spring and I are closer to Skid Row than you. I think we're closer to the down and dirty. I think we're closer to the Tom Waits characters than you are. Like, okay. We vibe more with these uh, grease balls. You know, I am I am a bit of a, of a preppy douche, so you're... that kind of makes sense. <laughs> you're a Mormon in all but name. Excuse me. <laughs> We'll litigate this off air. Yeah. <laughs> a Mormon and all. Okay, wow. Uh, uh, I liked the to... compound jokes better. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> a loony announced he pissed it all away. The crowd goes nuts. <laughs> loony gives him a beer, which as soon as the race starts, Trotter throws in his Yes. <laughs> He's so excited. It's for a purpose. He just That's, jumps it's just, in it's it. just a reaction. Again, there's that moment. He's like, he's sin. He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll enjoy this nice beer, Looney. Thank you. And then immediately race begins. The bell. <laughs> I get it. Uh, of course, we all get it. Yeah. Tense yeah. race. Uh, first time I watched it, I had no clue how it would end, even though Spring told me it was a feel-good movie. Everyone begins to pray to God. In, in a moment much like Crybaby, during the final action yeah. race scene, a whole bunch of subplots all start to just work out in, in the middle of the scene. Uh, they have uh, Jennifer Tilly saying, just praying, like, I'll, I'll take uh, the advice Richard Dreyfus gave me earlier and, and date people for love. Yes. And she immediately starts making eyes at Looney, which, sure. I compared I it to it. It's a Wonderful Life, where everyone's like... George Bailey's such a good man. Sure, and then um, uh, Sid and and uh, Evangeline. Evangeline. Yeah, she, Evangeline's like, I don't even care about my uh, my two hundred dollars. Two hundred dollars, please, just let him win. And he's like, marry me. And they're they're to, to be so fair. Cute. Evangeline placed her bet to show. Show. That's what I was so going to say. If, I never realized it until I went yeah. to the track and learned the terminology. Exactly. She still wins. Yeah, she, she does. She wins. Yeah, no, exactly. I didn't know yeah. until today because I. Know that <laughs> Like I watched it and I was like, "What does she still wins?" Like but that's that's hilarious. That's a wonderful detail yeah, but that she, you don't know it no, unless you've been to the track. That's it. But you know what? She's still not rooting on for her or her exactly. Take she is yeah. rooting for him over her. But exactly. Yeah. She also she's, gets some good karma because her horse shows. Which her horse shows is how savvy she's become. Yeah, it's a one. She's she's becoming inundated with this culture so much that she understands what a exactly. unique magical day that Richard Dreyfus or Trotter is having in yeah. the span of an afternoon. In the span of an afternoon, yeah. No, she's she's uh, had a journey. But when we were there, when we were at the casino, think about we were only there for like twenty minutes, and we all thought we'd oh been there God. an hour. So <laughs> a whole day. 
would feel like sort of a small lifetime. Because True. Max was like, what time is it? And I was mm-hmm. like, 4.30 or whatever. And he was like, are you serious? We've been here for 25 minutes. <laughs> I thought we'd been here for over an hour. It, uh, it's very strange. There's no time there. No. I'm assuming this was a thing you were having fun with and not a, oh, oh my yeah. God, no, I'm this so was so bored. This was oh, like, no, we were having... Yeah, oh, it was a blast. But we okay, were good. very... Green. Okay, we sure. Yes. This to, was we all didn't know our... how to do anything. Uh, gotcha, we gotcha. Took yeah. Turns asking questions. Yeah. How do I do this? Where do I? You know. Gotcha. And every time I would go, once I went to ask somebody how to do something, and meanwhile these two were over doing something else, figuring it out for themselves. <laughs> because Max would go and do his normal Max. I'm going to figure yeah. it out myself, and mm-hmm. then I would. You know, just kind of wander over to see what he was doing because I feel like it's weird if I stand behind you while you're asking a question. Mm-hmm. So. um the race ends in a photo finish. Uh, but Trotter is very zen. Mm-hmm. Right before the horses cross the, screen, the finish line, he regains his zenness yeah. and is just like, I got it. I got it. I got it. I know. And we still continue to see everybody root for him. The yes. ticket guy. The ticket guy. <laughs> Robert, Robbie Coltrane is. <laughs> the uh, cop, uh, the bartender, mm-hmm. uh, Evangeline. Yeah, much like It's a Wonderful Life and Crybaby. Yes. All, all your favorites are here. Yes. Charles Barkley is here somewhere. We just can't see it. <laughs> uh, Pam shows up. She has an ice bag on her head. Yeah. <laughs> she says she's okay with everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's announced that Hot to Trot won. And everybody okay. goes nuts. I will say it was really sweet to see him and Pam come together at the end. Yeah. You said you wanted to say something about that earlier in the episode when I was complaining about the sending. That it didn't it didn't feel organic. I said it just felt like he gave her jewelry and now she's back with him. And you said I, oh, I want to um, talk about that later. It's not because he gave her jewelry. It's okay. because you you make it sound like a buy off. You make it sound like she woke up with the necklace. That's and what it like, felt like to me. It was like I love Trotter yeah, because he gave I me some gold. Yeah, I didn't feel like that. No, that I yet, yeah. I think it's just like she woke up and she was like, I can't sustain being alcoholic because that's not a real plan. Mm-hmm. But I love Trotter too much. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm thankful for the necklace, but I'm still going to go down to the track because I have to stand by my man. I think when he, it's they create such a world at the track that it's so obvious when he leaves the track with some money and mm-hmm. goes back into his own world with her, even though she's completely unaware of him. And mm-hmm. so I mean, he he left that world for her. Yes, I just I you guess, know, and so that igno- the he was thinking of her, you know, exactly. and he had every good intention. And Trotter is a man in a 1980s movie, and jewelry right. equals good husband. There, I guess the, the, the one thing that I was missing from their arc in the relationship was a scene where he tried to explain to her what gambling meant to him. And that is something that Another Round does well, where people talk about the, the magic of being drunk, and they, they talk about the history of being drunk and yeah. how powerful it can be. In this movie, there was never a moment where, again, like she, she says, "Why can't you just not bet?" And just people just laugh, and they're like, "Oh, she, she's new." They, they yeah. don't. There's never a moment where he is like, "Is like you don't understand, honey. This is, this is like, this is my world. This is my thing. This is everything that I am." Or something that would make her, that would give her a reason to come back at the end and be like, because again, be, without that. What has changed for her? From her perspective, she's gone home, gotten drunk, and then she just comes back. And the only thing that passed between them that she was consciously aware of was she talked to him on the phone, 
didn't really listen to anything he said. He didn't really say anything anyway. And when she asked for the money back, he gave her tickets. Yes. So I don't think he has anything to offer in that discussion, though, because mm-hmm. clearly, like he even says, like it's not my gambling, it's my losing. Exactly. All he does is lose. Right. So I don't know what he could say to her. Oh, this is my world, losing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Please respect it's... it. It's great to lose all the time. You know, mm-hmm. so he, this may be the... I'd like to think it's the one and only. You know, he has yeah. this one golden day. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's what I was just thinking. Like, oh, definitely. I like to assume headcanon that mm-hmm. after this day, after he wins almost half, over half a million dollars, that he's just like, okay, I can walk away. Mm-hmm. I've had the best day that anyone has ever had. Yes. I can just go and walk my way. Yes. Like, and... I feel like Trotter doesn't need to justify himself to Terry Gar in the script because the entire movie is justification. We are seeing why he loves the track. Mm-hmm. All these characters, this life, this the thrill of the race. Like I feel like the movie is Trotter's justification in itself. Yes, but none of it would play well verbally. No, absolutely not. Like he couldn't not. explain how wonderful all these people are. Sure. I, I've, you know, because they're sort of well, then, sleazy and yeah, sad. Yeah, exactly. Even if it's not communicated verbally, all, all I'm saying is that even though that's in the movie and we see it, Terry Gar's character never gets to see You're it. Right. True. So when she comes back at the end, it felt hollow to me. Until, again, the actors, Terry Gar and Richard Dreyfus have such great chemistry in the movie, and they are so good, that even though I didn't buy the relationship at this point at all, clearly... Uh, when they got back together and they they had that moment of of sweetness together, I was still going, yeah. Like it was still great. it was still happy, but it was happy because of the performances for me. It wasn't and happy because of Terry Gard doesn't even know content. what's going on. She yeah, says, she's Why are people no cheering? And yeah. just says, "I had a really good day," which is a great ending. Line. It is. It's great. Uh, mm-hmm. I just want to point out that in the credits, it lists one of the patrons in the Chinese restaurant as being named Rundo. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm Rundo, uh, calling it now Rundo, favorite character. Sure. Yeah. Uh, does anyone have anything else to say about Let It Ride? Uh, I'm very sorry. <laughs> you don't need to apologize. <laughs> I, when I said that I like this movie to Brad, I fully expected that he wouldn't yeah. even make it all the way through it. That he oh, would think it was oh, too no. simple and, you know. No, I... I I'm used to, I'm used to disagreeing with him on movies and and we can get into arguments. I don't know you very well. That's okay. And I feel like I feel like you came you came into my house and I just I all over your favorite not movie. Not at all. No, you're allowed not, your opinion yeah. you're, mm-hmm. and you you gave reasons behind sure. your opinion. And yeah. I absolutely recognize that there's there are there issues with this. I mean, not yeah. everyone is going to like the simplicity mm-hmm. of no. it number one or maybe they are going to think it, you mm-hmm. know, glamorizes gambling in some way. I mean, it literally is it the reason li- why we went does. to the track. <laughs> literally the reason why you asked me. Well, to, yeah. Well, what was I going to say? No. I won't. Yeah, I yeah won't. you could have. No. Oh, yeah. Maybe like, sometime. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, no, t- he really I, twisted your arm. I, well, I'm up for an adventure. <laughs> I think it helped. I, I think it adventure. helped that I, I texted you while you were out at karaoke with Max mm-hmm. and you were... Uh, Did you? Is that how you asked I me? I think so. I thought you asked me in the green room. No, no. I texted you. Oh. I texted you because I didn't finish the movie while I was at home, mm-hmm. or while I was at the in the green room. I finished it. At home oh, that's I, right. I texted you. I was like, I really want to go to the track now. Do you want to go to the track? <laughs> and you were like, you uh, Max was right there, yeah. so I assume it was at karaoke. Yeah, yeah. And you were like, Max really wants to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I've been trying to keep him away from casinos. I really was afraid mm-hmm. that he would 
you know, just start to win and then want to keep going. And Everybody did really well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, any last thoughts? I will say, as as much as I've been on about the movie, the movie is actually a very well-made movie. It is. I do not regret watching it at all. And I do kind of still want to read the book, even though it's apparently very I would like to read to, the book someday. Yeah. The, the people on uh, Goodreads, I was reading some reviews on Goodreads, and they said it was actually a really fantastic book. And they all seem to be big fans of the movie as well. So wonderful! There you Interesting. Go. I yeah, I'd like to read it as well. It's just yeah. so fun. It I'm is just like a so movie that fun. Mm-hmm. it's a hangout movie. It is, and even though it, you it don't necessarily want to hang out with these people. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a hangout movie. I, it's it's really enjoyable. I I don't know. I live. I feel like in a world of literary complexity and this and this, <laughs> and, and sometimes you, it's okay you for just, things to be simple. Yeah, you, oh yeah. You, you love the simplicity of him winning and everyone exactly. rooting for him, and that they can root for him. Even that they're flawed; they're not all perfect. They're not all perfect, but in that moment, he brings them together, mm-hmm. and it's exactly. just beautiful. It's I. There's not enough of that. Oh. Well, Spring, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you. I for think me. we will try to have you back on sometime, maybe to talk about. Don't tell her it's me. A.K.A. Oh. Boyfriend School with Steve Gutenberg. I haven't rewatched it yet. I haven't rewatched okay, it. Okay, well, why don't you wait to rewatch it? Because I don't know that it necessarily needs to be rewatched twice in, two, uh. in a span of any months. Mm-hmm. But it has Steve. <laughs> it has Steve Gutenberg doing a New Zealand accent. Yes. It so is. I think it works for this show. Sure. Uh, I have no clue. Uh, I'm going to try to get this episode out as soon as I can so mm-hmm. it'll probably go this episode Mouth of Madness mm-hmm. and who knows where it will go after there Right. but thank you so much thank you for having Absolutely. me it was delightful always a joy to have you on thank you so much bye bye bye